Well, there we go. And there we go. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing good. And you, Alex? Not so bad. It's a little warm out today, but that's all right. It's just the fucking insane humidity. Dude, I was uh, I was just over at Chupa, and it was like a day it was raining, and I was talking with Chris. Like, you know, we're hustling and bustling, moving around. We're like, damn, I haven't chafed in so fucking long, but now this humidity is getting me. You guys keeping a sack of flour in the back, or what's the, what's the solution? <laughs> you just, just pain and suffering. You just get through your shift and cry later. Oh, Jesus, at least get some gold bond back there. Yeah, or we something. need to get something. Be a, be a response. It's only when it's real humid. Right, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, the chafing can last, but also uh, head and shoulders or any like high zinc content lotion. Once once you do get chafing, like uh, in the shower, like helps that shit like almost immediately. High zinc. High zinc content. Yes. High zinc content. That's the yes. name of our next podcast. Yeah, and I guess that wraps up the early science portion of the podcast that <laughs> <laughs> we oh, do every time. So. Uh, <clears throat> Welcome to Industry Secrets, the podcast where we talk a little shit, talk a little shop. Uh, IndustrySecretsPod at gmail.com is the email address. I actually do want to circle back to that in a little bit, but I do want to get through the beginning part first. I've got something to say. Okay. I, you always do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got to say, for the avid listener that is used to this Friday release, that's a Bobby fuck up. <laughs> it's a Bobby fuck up. I messed up. Uh, I couldn't figure out. To save my life, how to upload the goddamn pod? The one we did on my computer, I couldn't fucking figure <laughs> out how to get it to upload until today. Even you were like, "I will screen record how to do this." It's not that fucking hard, but yeah, I could not figure it out. So, uh, <laughs> Alex will continue doing the recording on his end and the uploading. I prove to be useful still. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. So we got a guest today. We do. Would you like to introduce her? Yes, uh, from uh, the halls of Iguana Max. Uh, Caitlin, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I don't know how you talk Bobby into this. <laughs> <laughs> I love your energy already, I'm telling you. like Sometimes we get some guests in and they're just like, I don't really know what to do. And I'm like, kind of feeling a little awkward about this. So like, then really? we just got to like lube them up with beer real fast. Really? And then at the end of the podcast, it's like, oh, they're like ready to go. And then we finish because we can only do this for so long. Yeah. And then they're like... Oh, I could have gotten into this, and I could have talked about this. I'm like, motherfucker, why didn't you talk about this? Is like your time context, to shine, right? Like, like but it takes some. Like, they got to get you know two or three beers in them, and then they're like, okay, now I'll talk. I've noticed the progression of the <clears throat> voice because yeah. I wa- I listen to some of the podcasts, and yeah, at first they're sort of very clenched up, oh, yeah. and then you can hear the two, three beers <laughs> down the line. And I I always sound like I'm drunk, so rad works. Yeah. So when you're drunk, you probably sound sober. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it goes the opposite way. That's how you make an alcoholic out of someone. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like you just got to power through it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there's no like change in personality, you're sort of like, well, I can just keep drinking. Yeah, I'm good, what's officer. Stopping me. Yeah. Oh, the breathalyzer. That is. That's what's stopping <laughs> me, right? Yeah. But other than that, you're good. So you got look like you got some high fun energy. Thanks. Uh, you came from the Iguana Max, so you have. Yeah. Uh, been in the beer industry the service Um, industry yeah i was going to have alex plug me as the worst cocktail waitress at iguana max oh yeah 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 for sure (laughs) definitely the least lucrative i would say for the company or for yourself both oh really 
Normally, no, more for me. No, no, no. That's true. That's true. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> no, for me. That'll be five dollars straight <laughs> to my pocket. <laughs> it was the opposite way. I was on the losing end of that for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was terrible. Who was, I actually got him a job at Outback when I was working there, and there was quite a few times where he felt bad about the mistake, like he'd punch in an order wrong, mm-hmm. realize it, and be too afraid to go to a manager and be like, I fucked this up, and mm-hmm. it was too late to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So he just separated and then paid for it on his own money to fix it and then like quickly punch in the right thing. Uh, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you just paid $29 for that item, and you're going to get tipped 7 Like... Don't do that. That is on the most losing end I've ever heard in my life. He blows me out of the water. I was just thinking I really didn't have regulars. I wasn't paying for things out of my pocket or anything. Holy shit. So you met Alex through Iguanamax? Yes. That's where we met, yeah. Yes. He was quite intimidating. He still is. Oh, Oh. fuck yeah. This fucking guy. Yes. You all were. All the bartenders were. It was super. He was sort of in the middle, I I would say, on like the spectrum of intimidation. I am am, uh, about in the middle of the the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is great. That that, that, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I would say most intimidating would be Casey. Oh, Casey. Yeah, he's fun For sure. I just saw him the other day. Oh, yeah. Really, Casey? <laughs> yeah, he didn't strike you like that so on the podcast? So, he did the podcast, yeah. and at first I was like, he just looks like someone my brother would hang out with, kind of a computer nerd and like a gamer, right? Like, he was wearing that, like, not a fedora, but like the hat with the horse thing is like <laughs> fabric. First of all, why didn't you take a picture of this? I think we've got one on the, in, but he, he's wearing a hat with like the the top of the hat, like is the fabric that goes all the way to the. Oh, brim. like a newsies hat. Yeah, and then yeah. glasses, and he's just like a pretty standard guy. And, um, like most of the guests, you know, Alex probably does eighty percent of the guests on here, if not a higher number. Um, he's he's a people person. He knows people. Um, so I get to, I have to start meeting this person, such as yourself, mm-hmm. as we do this, right? Like we don't really, I don't really know who they are, so with uh, Phil Duncan, Casey, all these people. And when I met him, I was like, okay, he seems like he's probably just like a pretty normal, maybe a little bit leaning towards like a nerdy side of things. Like he probably could talk about some video games for a while. And then all of a sudden we're having a conversation. I'm like, motherfucker, crazy. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah, he's nerdy. It wasn't, I mean, he's tall, but like I wasn't like intimidated in this aspect of like, oh, he's going to be like. Explain. Literally, I saw him. Tuesday, because I went to the local to have like my last kind of like thing at the local, and I ran into him and Nadia. Um, at they came in while I was having lunch with Jake, and I was like, "Oh, hey, uh, I'm I'm just here to get my last lunch." He's like, "Yeah, I'm also here to get my last order of shitty chicken nachos." <laughs> <laughs> Did the local close? Such a dick. Uh, Maddie G, Matt Gorman, oh, that's shout right. out. He bought it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My last order of shitty nachos. Yeah, Dell said they're having some customer appreciation event or something. Is that tomorrow? Tonight? Tonight, I oh. thought you said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe after. Hopefully, you're gonna I want to be appreciated. Oh, hate now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? They're throwing an event for you down in Chandler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he, he could have. He was quite difficult with some of the newer. Oh, that was his favorite thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's something about someone who's been in the industry a long time and they've been working at one spot for a long time that when someone new comes in, it's like, 
they don't know what they're doing, so they're jaded enough to be like, I'm going to kind of push them and like press on them a little hard, exactly. be a little bit more abrasive early because they're like the new guy. Um, and to be fair, I've, I've been there um, in a line of work, but like as I've been in, in, in the industry and doing different jobs long enough, I've learned that like it doesn't help anybody to be that way right like and but i understand how people fall into that mm. it's like you know i'll hold your hand all the way to the top let's go right yeah yeah so yeah. what you're saying i don't is think they approached Casey. it <laughs> <laughs> no no i think it was just sort of part of the culture too yeah sure i mean especially like a high a high volume bar like any high volume there was bar definitely is very, like hazing, sink or swim yes you could call there it was that. hazing yeah. for sure it was it was kind of like one of those like blood in blood out like you know getting hazed or, or verbally abused or whatever it was was kind of like your end to the culture which was just a lot of shit talk mm. and just i mean we spent all of our nights working together and then either our later evenings drinking together or our mm. days off drinking together and like like i've said before on the podcast like a lot of times you would just come in on your days off even if you weren't working because it literally was like living inside of a sitcom it was just the same people all the time. It was fun. And when you were there and you were part of it, it was a killer time. Mm-hmm. Casey's. It's, just, it's so crazy that he was the most, like you were saying, like very intimidating. Because like, like I said, I, you get that like quick picture of someone. And by the end of it, I was like, this dude is like, he's he's funny. He's intelligent. He's, he's yeah, charismatic. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm right uh, here, And he's on the wild side. Right? Like, so I was like, you know, it's, it's weird when you, you see a snapshot of someone and then you get to just talk to them over some beers for an hour and you're like, oh, they opened up and the, now you quickly, yeah. like in this format, you get to quickly kind of get a feel for someone because you're going to these like life stories of how you reacted to certain things and what you did, right? And, and, and you know, one of those questions is, as an adult woman, have you ever shit your pants? No, but there's been some close calls. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was very natural. So... Yeah. I live in a small beach town that's very walkable. Uh-huh. It's only like seven miles by seven miles. You live in San Diego, I used right? to. Ocean Not Beach. In, oh, yeah. I fucking love yeah. Ocean Beach. So, so I li- When I lived in San Diego, I wanted to live in Ocean Beach. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, everything's sort of in town. You know, you all your bars, restaurants, grocery store, mm-hmm. everything. There's like a main drag there. It's probably like five blocks from my yeah. house. So... And I walk a lot, and so there's been times where I've been, like, over on Newport Ave, that's our main drag, and been, like, literally, like, oh, shit. Like, and because there's not a lot of bathrooms, because we have a homeless population, a big homeless population. So unless you're you're a restaurant or a bar, you have to be a paying customer to have to use the bathroom, but then it, like... You know, here, if you go to, like, the Circle K or something, like, there is a bathroom to use, but they don't have them in San Diego. Yeah. yeah. So that's let's. Or tough. If you're over at Sunset Cliffs. You've probably mm-hmm. been to Sunset Cliffs, or no, at least know about it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing over there. Yeah. Like so you're, I will say, you're three miles from your house. When I was in uh, talking about close calls, mine was not a close call, but it wasn't shit. Um, because there's in like my line of work, Alex's line of work, in our office they don't have bathrooms because our office is our car, right? Like. Because we're just constantly driving oh, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and you're then in the you, go to a, you go to a bar and then you like pitch some stuff and then you have a beer, a glass of water or whatever and then you're going and then all of a sudden you're like, damn, I got to piss. But like, then you get the shark guys to go straight to work. Mm-hmm. So like you get to the next guy and like, talk to the buyer, make the sale, get to the next guy. And then it's this like constant cycle and all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to piss my pants. So I pulled into the Wells Fargo right off Newport um, and I had a like a 20 ounce tumbler with me and I was like, 
I'm fucking pissing in this in my car. Overfilled it. If you're gonna go piss in your car anywhere, it's gonna be an OB. In yeah. San Diego, so. <laughs> That's the place to go. Yeah. Because it's par for the course. There. I mean, I should have just opened the door and pissed. Like, I've seen people do it. Oh, you definitely could have. Yeah. You definitely could. I've peed in alleys before, like, if I was on a run, like, on Sunset Cliffs. From the cops? <laughs> Been there. It, exactly. And um, it's, like, multi-million dollar homes over mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, fuck, I, ca- I can't. Yeah. I just got to. I gotta pee. I gotta pee. I'm, in, I'm running in and, you know, drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. Yeah. Now I'm three miles from my house. Like, yeah. I can't run back in time. Yeah. So when it was number two, you know, it's not that kind of situation. I've thought about it sometimes. I'm like, okay, well, if I was like hiding behind a dumpster, <laughs> like, because there's dumpsters in the alleys, oh, yeah. you know, I'm sure a bum's done it. Like, oh, what's I the bet difference? Multiple but, times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've. I've gone behind a public dumpster. You have? Oh, yeah. to shit. Number two? I mean, only once with that, but I mean, definitely to pee a bunch. But uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just like, it's this or what is the option here? Like, Dude, what, what, camped, is, what is the answer? I've camped enough and there's still not even that many times I've pooped outdoors. Well, and that's like including the camping one because it, it hasn't happened outside of camping. It'd be strange if it did happen multiple times outside of camping like i think you get well, like you'd the, be the one. majority of the guests on this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, i mean i literally was just getting texts yesterday about uh someone who's like constantly shitting themselves which is glorious and i can't wait to have her on have you how long have you lived in ob since i lived in san diego so eight years now yeah um i used to have uh, one of my counterpart reps and one of my brewers still lives in ob you know uh ben webb or alex craig where where do they work at second chance beer company oh, okay. but they both live in ob and alex when he was living in ob like ob was his like main strip for like so oh. he did a ton of sales so he's oh. and they both worked at wonderland oh they both so oh, ben okay. still works at wonderland on oh. saturdays and sundays i want to say nice the nice. ginger they were both they they call themselves the favorite ginger fridays like they were the ginger boys because they oh they're they both, both gingers yeah. oh nice yeah. ben's big personality dope dude uh, but if you ever go to wonderland on like a saturday or sunday you'll you'll probably see him i i take people to wonderland um like from out of town because mm-hmm. it's such a good view yeah it's like probably the best view and yeah uh, that and south beach bar yeah, yeah. South Beach I got kicked out of one time, so I'm not too fond of that place. I'd love to hear but. that story. <laughs> I love... So, South Beach People Bar is like South one Beach. of the best fish and chips. Like, their fish and chips they is got, really good. They got carpet on the floor, man. I know, it's weird. I just it's can't weird. get over that. But like, in a, in a restaurant? Like, that's not a dive bar. <laughs> yeah, with weird. their little, like, rolling vacuum cleaner I things. I can't imagine... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, it's like having carpet in your bathroom. Like it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. Something's gonna spill on there, right? Like, how does this dislike of carpet lead to you getting kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, this was when I first came to San Diego, so I had a different read on OB back then. Oh yeah, I I went to different places. I went to. Okay. A little, I don't know her. Let's okay. hear something. Yeah. No, like no it was more spots. I didn't know, like, my spots yet, yeah. you know? And so that was, it's a popular spot because, yeah, you can over, um, you know, watch the water or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the water I'm watching is just drink. <laughs> so, like, you can eat a, oysters. At Wonderland, 
uh, it, there's a great view of the ocean. But at South Beach Bar, there's a great view of the ocean and the whole turn of Newport. So you, it's if you're outside, there's really good people watching. Thank you, Bobby. You explain that so much better than me. Yeah. So there's both are great, but like I, if I'm eating, if I'm going to OB and I want fish and chips, I'm going to South Beach Bar. I'm sitting on the corner of their outdoor patio. I'm looking at the water, but I'm mostly just watching people. Mm-hmm. Like the dude, there's a dude that's always there. His like his bottom half is messy. He's just a torso up on a skateboard hand. And paddling yes, around, yeah. like I think I've seen there the is internet. there is stuff to yeah. watch. Do you know you the know, guy that does the um, the bubbles, and he yes. wears kind of like a cult uh-huh. like, oh yeah, little crown thing that he's made out of seaweed <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's, it's an interesting trip. place. Yeah, I love never OB gets old. Yeah, so um, yeah, we were there. It was me and Glexi and another person from that we don't really hang out with anymore well no hold on who's glexy who's this who's this person so glexy's my best friend she also worked at iguanamax she told me not to talk about her on the podcast but we really can't help it she's my sister now glexandria i would love to have you on the pod next time you come out here and we're going to talk about you on the podcast. So yeah, cool. you've actually well, well. kind of hinted about her. I've uh, talked about her before. Yeah. Oh, you have. In yeah. what context? Um, that I'd love to have her on the podcast. Yeah, um, I, I speak well of all of my uh, iguana crew. I mean, I stayed there for so long. I mean, we all know who the shitbags were there. <clears throat> but um, name them. Uh, well, I mean, Michael Persio's wife made working there pretty unpleasant, uh, for sure. I I have a story about that. Yeah. Okay. She was scary. Yeah. She really was. I, I remember one time we, we used to call the salad bar the salad monster. And <laughs> she lost her fucking mind about it. She's like, quit personifying inanimate objects. Like, quit. That was the issue? In the middle of a lunch rush. Yeah. And I, I, she, it was some like newish like cocktail server. Because like sometimes cocktail servers would pick up like lunch shifts. And this is like some like regular evening. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought it was you. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I think it was you. Um, and then there's just like, oh, the, the salad monster. And she's like, what is this salad monster business? <laughs> it's like, well, bitch, you don't work here on the regular or at all, really. But you just kind of come in and manage these random shifts, change company Plow policy through. in motion. And then just like constantly are mad that this is, in fact, a bar. I've yeah. talked about that before on the podcast. Yeah, it was like, like a... Tornado coming through. Yeah. You said you had a good story about her. Uh, no, she just scared the living shit out of me. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget one time she told me, she yelled at me and she goes, and you look stoned and you need to put on some makeup. <laughs> oh my God. I might have been bartending that day. I remember someone telling me that she did that. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> And you need to put on some makeup. The funny thing was, I I didn't even get high back then, so yeah. I wasn't stoned. I just have really small eyes, so it's easy to think that. Yeah, but. especially when you're smiling. Like, yeah, smaller, exactly. Right? Like, like, I'm a yeah. I kind of get it, but yeah, yeah she. Uh. And you look stoned. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, and you need to put on some makeup. I did put on some makeup though. Yeah. After she said that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Power of persuasion. Well, I was scared. I didn't want to get fired. I was always scared of getting fired. Oh, that would have been great if you did get fired because you could have sued the fuck out of them for that. For no Like, like you told Wrong me I have to put on a Oh, trust me. Like, uh, if 
people that get fired from bars don't have attorney money, bro. Because <laughs> I, I, they Especially could have been sued me, for the a worst bunch of ways. They fired people. Yeah. yeah. A, that's a lot just, of just such a on. such an absurd comment to say to an employee. Like you need to put on makeup. I would if I was standing in a room and heard someone else say that at a place. I'm just like. A consumer, not even working, because if I was working, I'd definitely make a big point of it. But if just like I'm just sitting at a bar and someone's like, "Oh, you need to put on makeup," I'm like, "You need to watch who you're fucking talking to." Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to talk to people like that. That's that's incredible. Like, yeah, I was young and dumb. Do you remember Alex when she tried to change the dress code of the cocktail waitresses and she wanted us to wear like long shorts or something? Yeah, and then she wanted servers to wear either black or red dicky pants. Red dicky pants? Yeah, because you could buy. What are you trying to make people run out? Yeah. Well, it was. uh, Well, they sold them at Chandler Mart. I mean, just shout out Chandler Mart. (laughs) I love Chandler Mart. She's gonna love Chandler. Love me some Chandler Mart. Where else could you buy a four X in length shirt? (laughs) Like, oh my god, I'm dead. Chandler Mart's fucking great, dude. It's Chandler Mart is just wild. It's like one of those stores that you that you don't think exists, but it does. It's like a time capsule. It really is, and they they had a does bunch it still of still exist. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna go there after this, <laughs> and then to the local pick, pick up some Ridnickies mm-hmm. <laughs> and some Adidas um, sandals. Yeah, yeah. And the the funny thing about the cocktail Candace. servers is that we did the the theme nights a lot, so. Um, Tra- changing the dress code didn't make any fucking sense because, like, three out of four nights out of the week, they'd be dressed up in some random theme that didn't have a uniform. Was that terrible to have to dress up in a random theme? My boyfriend at the time always yelled at me and said, All you're doing is spending all the money that you make on costumes. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> Because we lived, uh, we lived over on Southern McClintock. We uh-huh. had a one-bedroom apartment. My rent was two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Wow. Yeah, and so basically, I just made enough money to pay my rent and buy costumes and drinking money yep. out of Guanamax, yep. and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So you're very simple, young life. and happy, right? I, I miss having all this overhead now, right? Like, yeah. like it's terrible. Like, I got bills. I, don't I the know. Bills. I'm gonna go back to like. Could imagine half of your overhead being work costumes. <laughs> <laughs> You're also not the first cocktail waitress from a one of accident I've ever heard say that. Even back then. So hit like, us with a couple of these like yeah. like highlight costumes. That you so got. there was definitely a cowboys and Indian where I was for sure Indian. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look at me. Yeah. So that's obvious. That um, makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> that checks out for sure. I've been confused for Native American many times. And um, it would have been great if you just white faced aggressively into <laughs> cowboy, like just like what's the uh, what's the makeup? The it's the uh, it's like the Japanese culture oh, the, does with the, the, oh, the geisha makeup. Yeah, geisha yes, makeup. Yes, you just yes. straight geisha makeup. Yes, to be like I'm a cowboy. <laughs> just straight face. Put a hay seed in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm John Fuck Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that walks in. Oh, how are they, partner? <laughs> Oh my god, you're really taking this up a notch, man. We should have done this. <laughs> if only I was there. Like, well, if Phil, we're going to do it, let's get weird. You can't go this standard route. So Phil, no, because I didn't work there when Phil worked there. I didn't meet Phil till afterward. Oh, so was Stephanie the bar manager back then, or who was? Uh, no, I guess it was Mackenzie and who, who else would it have been? 
There was a short time where it was Casey. Um, not very long, though. He kind of... For someone who wouldn't talk to new cocktail waitresses, he did, like, leave and come back, like, four times. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Uh, love it. Uh, it was... Fuck, who was it before Phil? It was, um... No, no, no. After Phil. It would have been after Phil. Oh, after Phil was Stephanie, and then Dan Sevilla? Yeah, so oh. I was Dan time, Ron okay. time. Oh, Mr. Youngberg. Yeah, yes, I love Ron. I, Ron is one of yeah. my favorites. He's the best. Not the intimidating guy. No, really <laughs> him and Dan were the reason that I stuck around for so long because I, okay. I really, really enjoy working They're with them. They're great They're so good. Shout out. Yeah. Awesome. awesome it's guys. always nice to have a, you know, when you go to work, you're like, I love my boss, right? Like, yes. It's the most important thing to me. It Without really a doubt. Really is. Yeah. Okay, so um, I got to hear. Like, yeah, we, we st- digress. We're, we're still we, like so far away. All the way from, from uh, OB to yeah, freaking white face. I still want to hear you kicked out. <laughs> well, you know, is white face why you get kicked out of the South? Uh, yeah, why did you? How did you get kicked out of South Beach Bar? It, it day drinking. You know, it always kind of starts with day drinking. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the day drinking turns into night drinking, and we were there for a long time. And the server, and this was like eight years ago. This is when servers were actually pretty good. <laughs> nowadays they're now sort of checked out twice, i would say right? yeah. but uh yeah we had so many glasses on the table she just never bust the table at all and we were sort of giving her a hard time about that and we knocked over a glass because the whole table yeah. was filled with glasses that seems pretty reasonable yeah and so she blamed it on us being drunk she brought the manager over and uh, the manager was like, yeah, you guys, you guys got to go. And Gluxy didn't like that. And she goes, well, this girl's on drugs, according <laughs> to the waitress. Because she legit, I mean, it was, it was clear she was rolling or something. Yeah. Like, it, it was definitely clear. Rolling she was sweating right. so much. And, and, and just yeah, to, for your imagination, Gluxy yeah, <laughs> is all of like four feet tall. Yeah, yeah. she and she's she's, she's she, her pistol. personality is like nine, well, nine it, feet tall. But at this point, you've been in the industry for a minute, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. Like, I feel like like industry Bobby would come out and be like, "Well, this dumb bitch can't even pre-bus." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's where we should. I think that's where we went first. Yeah. We, we were trying to be logical and say, yeah. "Hey, we knocked this over because." Look at this yeah. table. Like, is like, this the standards and practices you have for your team? It is when you got carpet on the ground. Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> the bar is low. But um, yeah, we called her out on that, and then they were like, uh, "Yeah, probably." I'll take another one. We called her out on that, and we definitely got kicked out after that. <clears throat> so and, the, the uh, manager doesn't like didn't look at you, and then look at the server and be like, "Are you rolling? <laughs> Are you on drugs?" No, no. I mean, would you? I would have taken a good look in her eyes. You know, Not at that point. Look. You would have gone in the glasses, back. With that many glasses on the maybe. table? I would have been like, you are on drugs. I would have looked and be like, mm. You must be fucking high thinking that's acceptable. <laughs> like, maybe these maybe these drunk women at this bar that are dropping glasses have something. They're onto something, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe he had some pre-existing things going on. Like, you know, like, like she has been fucking up a lot. Right? She was nodding off at the, at the yeah. expo line. Like, maybe we've exposed something. I think you're onto something. Yeah, yeah. She probably didn't work there much longer. <laughs> I doubt anyone at South Beach works there for very yeah. long. And the, you know, tur- the bartender turnover rate in San Diego is oh enormous. God, it's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think, didn't want to drink here anyway. Yeah, when buyers 
rotate in Arizona. <laughs> it's it's still a lot, but like I have reps like, dude, there's a new buyer there every other month, and I'm like, you should try sales in San Diego. Oh yeah, really? Um, oh, so you can't develop a relationship with people? Is that the struggle, yeah? It's tough. Or? So like, you just kind of base off like when the new buyer comes in, you're like, listen. This is these. This has been working for you. I'm just trying to continue this, and they're like, "Well, we're gonna hold, do a whole new model here." And you're like, mm-hmm. "You're gonna try to change the thing that's working, just like every fucking manager that thinks they're gonna do something. Like mm-hmm. it's working, right? You're selling a hundred pints a week of my product. Why would you change?" Also, this is like ten percent of the business you need to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's keeping girls work, off fucking focus drugs. On other stuff. That are if servers. This, if, this, <laughs> if this stops working, we can talk about it. Yeah. But it, but, but it is yeah, the server, the ser- not just the servers, just the, the service, service experience, yeah. I guess, is a big part of it, too. For sure. So, But yeah, there's tons of turnover. So uh, are you still in the industry? And, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got out. Yeah. Are you happy out. you got out? Yeah, I am. Um, I was going to college when I was at Iguanamax, so uh-huh. I always kind of knew that I was going to get out. Well, I didn't know um, because when I graduated it. It was like the recession, so it was really, really difficult mm-hmm. to like get a job. And um, and what'd you go to school for? Biology was actually my degree, my undergrad. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe I was gonna be pre med or something, or I don't know. But when I was looking for jobs, I was like, oh shit, like there's nothing out here. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so I probably stayed at Guanamax for like a year after I graduated. I worked at, um, I did like banquets at hotels and stuff too. Okay. Yeah, shortly after that. How was that? I liked that. Was there I, some wild ass stories from the bank? I feel like, cause it's like, sometimes it's just like, you know, a company party and like, it gets just out of hand or like. You know what I thought was interesting was um, the connection between like business and politicians at oh, a yeah. lot of those events. Mm-hmm. that I wasn't realizing was, like, going on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those com- big companies in Arizona, they're hosting parties for these politicians, like, oh, yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And they just yeah. got, like, young children that they're parading around. Jesus. <laughs> you guys served a lot of pizza. You went really queuing on there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> got it. Fuck politics. <laughs> I agree. I'm a libertarian, but yeah, either side of the fence, politicians suck. I agree. Um, yeah, I did like it. I mean, I like events, I guess, in that sense, and I like that at Guanamax. We did a lot of banquets, and that's one of the did things the that I really, really tip enjoyed. Well? Um, in these kind of banquets, you made an hourly based off okay. of the. Um, the size of the party or okay. the cost of the party, yeah. which I like too, because that was guaranteed. Yeah, and in cocktail waitressing, working at the city it's of not guaranteed. Kind of the same thing. You just kind of you build exactly. it into the cost of the banquet. Everyone's taken care of ahead yes. of time, so there's no two ways about it later on. Dude, I remember I was uh, um, serving tables at Outback, and for the life of me, can't remember which politician, which Arizona political person this was at my table, but someone. Uh, one of my coworkers did recognize who it was and told me, like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. He's our senator or some shit. I don't fucking know. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, so when I, like, dropped the check, I'm like, are you this person? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'll vote for you if you tip me well. <laughs> and then I just walked away. Uh, and he's like, okay. I'm like, you're welcome for the vote. <laughs> just move on. And he tipped me well. 
Nice. Yeah. And yes. you voted? No, no. no. I did also, not. yeah, you clearly did not remember no. it all. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I did not. You were charming though. Yeah, yeah. That's all the matters. <laughs> like I know your name. Yeah. <laughs> and if you if you stiff me, I'm gonna put it on social media. Yeah. So I like that guarantee. I mean, I like going I mean, to work and knowing you're does. gonna make money, and especially when it's good money. Exactly. Because like, there's nothing worse than like this is a twenty thousand dollar party right now. Yeah. Uh, and if they tip well, we're made. But if they have absolutely the possibility to stiff us, and we can make shit money. But you're, you you got to give 100% because you are trying to hope for exactly. that, like, oh, maybe they tip 30% on this one, you know, like, or whatever it is. <clears throat> so that guaranteed money yeah. is private events is where it's at. Yeah. It taught me a lot about fine dining service. And, yeah, you do have to bust your ass no matter what. Like, there's no cutting corners. People are people are watching you. Do you ever fuck with anybody's food? No. And actually, uh, <laughs> this is a perfect segue. <laughs> So, uh, when I left, or when I got my first big girl job, I was a health inspector. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you give everybody the, the slide? You're like, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I feel like I'd be such a lax health inspector. I was terrible at it, because I'm not good at enforcing rules. Yeah. <laughs> As you can probably get from my vibe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you seem a little easy going. Yeah, just a little. So, I was, I was just bad at it. <laughs> I've only in my entire history of whether it's serving, bartending, whatever it is, uh, I've only ever fucked one person's food ever. And what? And that bitch deserved it. Uh, They came in uh, after we closed. It was a couple minutes after it closed. And the owner was just like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, motherfucker, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? So they come in. This is Outback? At Outback. And it was like six adults, ten kids. And the only seat seating we have that time of night, like the last hour, we just see people in the bar area. So the kids are running around. It's me and one cook that also is pissed. Sir, my bartenders are trying to do coke back here. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so I'm the server bar. I'm everything. And then there's the one cook doing everything. And these ladies were just as rude as could be. Um, and I was like, listen, like, if you're ready to order, we, we closed 10 minutes ago. It's just me and the cook. Like, let's. Like, let me know when you're ready, and I'll get all this in. And once the food's ready, you take as much time as you want. It's just me here, but I want to get my cook out. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Took 20 minutes to order, whatever. But then at the end, uh, like, essentially just rude, super fucking rude the entire time. And I'm fine with rude. But at the end, one of the ladies, like, kind of scoots out of the booth and has her plate with, like, half of food on it and some silverware. And she goes... Can you box this up for me? And I go, I'll be right back with the with the to-go box. She goes, take it away from me now. And shoves the plate into my body of her dirty-ass food, like mashed potato steak gristle. Shoves the plate into me. She goes, you box it up. Take it away from me now. I go, deal. I'll box it up for you. I'll be right back. And uh, I, I played it up and I spit in that shit, for sure. You did. 100% fucking percent. That Have bitch deserved to get hit. No. It's I, the only time I've done I it. I started in the kitchen. Do not shove your so dirty plate into just, my sternum. It's just like, impossible That's me to so do. rude. You assaulted me with dishware. But don't you... I mean, she's never going to know that. I so know, I what like, satisfaction do you get from it? She, she ate my spit. <laughs> well, just the knowledge? So, yeah. so she didn't even have to pay extra? You gave that to her for free? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um we're out here eating ass and spitting each other's mouths, you and like you're just giving that shit shot. for free. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
No, but I, yeah, it was the only time I've ever done it, and it was by far the most rude, aggressive person I've ever met. And I, I would, I wouldn't fuck with someone's food if they told me to go fuck myself. I'd be like, all right, this person's mean and aggressive. Whatever, you got to go by. Like, but to like shove your dirty ass plate in my chest, I was like, nah. Now I'm gonna fuck with you. Not yeah. today. Like, you just you think the world is is handed to you, and you think you're entitled. And I was like, no, you're not. Like. You came in and ordered a nine ninety nine six ounce sirloin with two sides Damn. after closing. You're not that special. You're at the Outback. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not even Australian. Yeah, did she strike you as someone that had money? Shot on Australia. No, no. It was just like, they just seemed like, you know, in that neighborhood, it's, it's very like Mormon housewife. Was this down, uh, the one in, in, in China? North, no, in North Mesa. Gilbert oh, McCallops. yeah, that is a Mormon housewife. You, you live right by Mormon Temple. It's right there. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby's very religious, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, wanted to move, I wanted to be right next to him. I was like, is he Mormon? No, no, <laughs> that can't be. <laughs> but yeah, it's the only time I've done that. I can't believe you've been, both of you've been in the service industry haven't fucked with food. Yeah, I just never saw a point. I, I you never... shit your pants, Alex, but you don't, you've never fucked with food? What the? those two things related just, at it all it just seems like if you shit your pants you got to get into some wild things in your life i get like, into plenty of wild shit but like i don't know man like food is my connection to everything the beer the the the, the industry I've, I've just always been taught to no matter how bad it is just to you know i i grew up like fucking getting yelled at by fucking the shittiest fucking mentors in the world because they're pieces of shit like and if I'm not going to fuck, like, if that's the dude I respect, like, it's hard to, like, it's like being forged early out of iron, right? Like, by the well, time, by the time, they're yeah, shitty. yeah, my, the dudes I'm working for, the dudes that are training me to be a good cook, they're the pieces of shit. Like, some lady complaining about my food can't do enough to me to make me want to take action, right? Like, oh, you know I did I, again. You know what I mean? But I just I started at a place where it was just not a thing. And listen, like uh, it's not that I haven't done some petty ass shit uh, for someone who's fucked up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that mine has just never been in food. So. Where did you work uh, in in the kitchen? Where I didn't work in the at? kitchen in Guatemala. No, I, but at another place. Yeah. Like so it. I mean, early on, I uh, worked at a handful of different places. Uh, the Italian Cowboy, which is a terrible name, is where I did a lot of my. More high end, like oh, they should have done the cowboy and Indian thing. They should have. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, the the story was terrible. It was made up and offensive. Like it was just <laughs> the like, origin story of yeah, that. Yeah, oh, it was God. like this Italian dude had come over from Italy and like you know settled out in the Southwest and you know made this style of like Spaghetti blending Western. cuisines. Yeah, but it was just such an unnecessary made up story. And then the guy, it wasn't the true. guy who owned it, no, and the guy who owned it, the, the guy who owned it paid a PR company to come up with it. And then when, when, uh, when everything started to go sideways, he literally just grabbed the last two payroll checks and like fucked off to Colorado. Like that's how that place closed. Uh, was there, so dope. For anybody who's thinking about opening a business or even like as a brewery and they're like coming up with a beer name, people are like, how'd you come up with that name? No reason. Like that's an acceptable answer. Right? Like how'd you come up with the Italian cowboy? Like we just thought it was cool. And then this is the style, so it kind of works. Uh, but there's no, it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a backstory to everything. Do you think a lot of in, uh, places have backstories that they've created? Or? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you go yeah. to most companies, especially restaurants or beer brands, yeah, beer brands for there sure. There is like an hour story kind of thing. Oh, that's true. My that's company true. has one. I wrote it. And for so. <laughs> their beer names, right? There's always yeah, a story behind because they think like, 
oh, was something going on in the brewery when this thing happened? Or, like, there's, like, this thing behind it, and you're, like, like six of us were just pitching beer names over a table, like, at the bar, trying to figure out what Adjective we're going to call the next animal. beer. Like, literally, It's yeah. a solid formula that yeah. you can't go it's wrong a, with. Like, Adjective animal. Too many times have I been at my brewery's, like, back table where we just, like, poured a bunch of pints of the beer that we just are about to release, and we're, like what the fuck are we going to call this? And after enough conversation and beer, we're like, this. And like, yep, that's what it is. Like, Well, like when we were in um, New Mexico, and uh, John Riley was like, wait, did you just say Elder Millennial? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, that's the name. And that was yeah. that was it. It, did, it didn't have to be anything crazier than just that. But, but it made for a good name. Yeah, it was just, it, it always seemed so weird to me, because like, I was there from day one at the Italian Cowboy. Italian Cowboy. I was, I was yeah. wondering what the name was again. I forgot. Yeah, uh, it's super. Uh, it just the thing was it was owned by like some fucking dude who lived in Vale, and it, the whole thing just always felt so weird and offensive. Oh god, that makes sense. Actually, Vale though. seems like a dope place to live. Vale is. He looks so pretty. It's very boring. Is it? Bobby yes. is in just Elon Musk's hands, so you'll it, have to forget. It was. Him. Probably the most unimpressive place that I've been. No oh, way! Yeah. Did you go I, the winner? Not okay, not girl. for the way it looks, but um, restaurant wise and bar oh. wise, I was not impressed with with that whole scene. Well, it's just it. like a huge like crevice in the ground, right? Like <laughs> and like the it's not built up like right the sure. like the snowboarding and like the mountain. Like it's not like you go to like if you go to Flagstaff, you drive to the mountain, you go to the top of the mountain, you snowboard down. Here is you're at the bottom of the hill. Is True. where Vale is, and you gotta and then you take go to the, like level ground yeah. to then snowboard back down exactly. to the bottom. So yeah. it's like opposite of like what a normal like ski snowboard mountain would be. Yeah, uh, but I've only seen pictures, and I mean, obviously they make it look. No, no, no. I, that wasn't the part that I wasn't uh, not impressed with, but yeah, I just to thought the that. Bar but it's gotta be very, I, I like, could see seasonal, a bar right? called Italian Cowboy there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah, totally. Seasonal. So yeah. yeah, they how I mean I wouldn't know how Vale does in the in the summer. Right? Like, yeah, that's when I yeah that's when I was there the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and it busy. wasn't their tour. It was busy. Yeah, it was huh. still pretty busy. Yeah, I think people still go. But what kind of food was it at the Italian Cowboy? This is not about me. But <laughs> come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we'll was... turn it back around soon. I promise. <clears throat> It was so. It was. It was just basically like Italian saute, which is what I did there. That's I was the saute uh, chef, and then uh, we had a lot of grill items. That's where the dude who taught me how to butch meat, Gordon. That's where I met him. So he basically cooked hamburgers that we. But it was like I always hate those fancy places where it's like, oh, you ordered a hamburger. Well, we've elongated it and put it on a sub. It's and it's like, open face. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Welcome to San Diego. <laughs> Yeah. Every place is like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, just, I fucking hated it. But it, so he cooked like steaks and salmon, and there's Italian saute, and then there's like uh, salads, and then like the salads and the and the meat stuff had a lot of like Southwest flair. The Italian saute was very traditional, except for like one or two plates. It was very like cooked to order um, saute. Cooked by a Mexican. I am not a Mexican, but it was cooked by me. You're native. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's pretty close. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll call it. A, a, we'll call it. Yes. <laughs> oh lordy. So, um, yeah. Don't worry, I'm Mexican. Uh, I can say it. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, I think those are the rules. I'm not sure. I didn't check. <laughs> yeah, if you're Mexican, you say things about native people. I get it. Like, 
Yeah, so that's a that's a place. I you know I worked a bunch of different places. I worked um, like a bunch of mom and pops there, like a breakfast place uh, called Hideaway Cafe, Artie's Black Bull. Uh, when I came down here, I went like more corporate. I worked at, at Chili's for a while uh, and Applebee's very briefly. Uh, and the Applebee's kind of crowd is where. Like, kind of like Bonnie and Kara. And so, Iguana Max was kind of half jabronis who didn't know what they were doing, which was like where I put my category that was at. Me. Yeah, and but then, you, you owned it. Like, you like you probably had a great personality there. No, like, I didn't. I had a terrible personality. <laughs> really? I can't, I can't I don't believe know. What that. What was your read, Alex? <clears throat> I, I've always thought you were fantastic and fun. You, you did? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I you. Had no idea. You hung out with. Do you feel uh, like Lexi? you have a bad personality at work? No. So then, yeah, like if this is what but, I see of you, you probably had a decent time at work. Like it, you gotta make it fun anywhere you go, right? I mean, it was tough. That's mm-hmm. a tough. It, it was tough for the servers there. I think we sort of were it, run ragged. It was. A I lot mean, of the time. even looking in the rear view, rear view sometimes with the Guanamax, it's like, man, it was a blast there, but like. You know, it's class warfare like it is anywhere else. And, like, some people definitely had it, you know, and I'm definitely one of them, right? From just um, pure busyness is the run Or just, like, you know, you can... So, you she had mentioned earlier, like, it's hard to establish regulars. And you were there at a time... Because the bar was the place to be. that and she was there at a time where there were, like... Like, the, the cocktail servers that were there had been established there so long. They kind of, like, ran, r- ran roughshod on everyone... But there was like this small incoming group that we needed to get trained on, and then um, eventually it, it did start to chip away, and that kind of attitude did eventually go away. Like by the time Lauren was one of our older cocktail servers, that culture had kind of faded away. But like, it very much was like, oh, this is my shit. Like, and you know, very sharky kind of culture back then for sure as well, right? Like, I'm here to make money. Uh, it was. It felt very cutthroat to you then. Um. It, it did, but I wasn't as tough as I am now, so it was a different perspective. But okay. and and I did hear that it was worse before really? I was there. Oh yeah, like he said, um, you know, before when Lauren was starting out, yeah. that's kind of for whatever reason our. But you have your section marker right? like, of the timeline. Like nobody can encroach on your on your section, right? No, but I think establishing regulars comes down to. Are you there a lot? Yeah. Are you there the same days yeah. every week? Because there's people... It's, they go in The majority Thursday, of people Friday. are coming the same days. Yeah. And so if you can lock in, um, you know, a certain day or two, that's where you're going to make a lot of money, in were my opinion. Were you finding, like, rotating schedules happening pretty often for you? Well, you- I was in college, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't working as much as most of the other gals the other gals that was their you know full-time gig and for me it was a part-time gig so it wasn't it was just sort of also a choice (coughs) Mm -hmm. of not being there a lot um but yeah you don't make as much money if you if you don't have a group Mm -hmm. because people just just wait for same as bartenders if you Mm -hmm. don't have your people yeah, you know it's, always it's been different because ast- tip sharing, but it's always yeah. been astonishing to me. I got in, out right before that started in the restaurant yeah. industry is when people wait for their like specific server. Yeah, like I'll go in and be like, "Yo, is is Jessica in today?" Like, "Yeah, sure." Can, I, can we sit with her? Uh, she's full. I'll go, All right, I'll take whoever's next. Like, I'll just take wherever the next seat is. Like, you if I wait. could choose, I would. Yeah. But why would I wait when there's I could just get served by someone else? And then when Jessica walked by, I go. 
what's up, Jessica? Good to see you. Like, yeah. There was a lot of waiters there. There was a lot of people that would wait. I couldn't imagine doing it. Like, if they're like, yeah, you get there like five, ten minutes. Like, five, ten minutes. And his hand in the West. That's a different story. Exactly. You're getting like you're getting you're getting an extra drink, basically. Yeah. Yeah. A two for one situation. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different story. Shut up, Michael. So you guys didn't share tips, or you did share tips? So I mean, the way the the way the way it works now is not the way it worked back when I was doing things. So behind the bar, like I worked with Jessica Jane a lot, right? So we would count all the money we made behind the bar. We would calculate how many hours were worked in total, just yeah. do it hourly and pay it out. But now, like, the way tip pooling works is fucking ridiculous. Like, it's, you know, pulled across shifts and, uh, you know, different kind of stuff and then calculated. I, just the way I've seen it done, like, I don't operate any of the restaurants that we have day to day. That's all done by fucking Kristen and her amazing crew of uh, managers uh, shout out but um, I, I I haven't like put hands on that kind of shit in so long yeah all I've ever done but it seems so complicated now like, you I'm just, just like, take the money you make that day you say I worked five hours you worked five hours you know different five hours you open I close and then we made let's say we made a hundred bucks each hour of work was worth ten dollars and you go well you worked five here's fifty but obviously in bigger numbers because of that but it's just whoever's there that day yeah and and then you cut it down that way in the last days of iguanas before i got out they were starting this whole thing where like inside and outside bar were sharing which was weird especially given yeah it started like all sorts of shit but and then like it's weird for like you know servers to all kind of like share like i understand the the concept of like we're all working hard but there's always in the service industry someone who's viewed as doing the least amount. Of course, and then that just, in every but then industry, just, maybe. But then that yeah. just builds resentment when yeah. you have everyone pooling. Uh, You're right on a per action transaction. But also, uh, it can keep people's feet to the fire, right? Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'll, either way is wrong. I'm just I'll saying go to somebody and be like, "Yo, dude." Step your game up. You you like, will tell them they're take, not pulling their weight. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. but I like. I'm very, like, business, transactional, like, in personal life, I'll be your best friend. When it comes down to business, I'm going to tell you something. You may not like to hear it, but I'm going to say it like a professional manner and go, hey, listen, like, you cut this much out of everybody's check every hour you're here, but you're doing this much work. We need you to step up and do this, this, and this. And then, like, uh, I I was working at Outback, left, and then came back, like, months later for, like, part-time I was like, I'll do some filler shift. I got some free time. And it was so mismanaged then. I, I just went out as a server, a part-time server, and be like, listen, we're breaking down shift duties for everybody on staff. Like, And I'd just go down the roster and go, Jessica's on side plates. <clears throat> Bill's on ice. Uh, Fred is on uh, cups. This person's on this. This person's on this. And then I go, and everybody now will know if something's not restocked th- through the shift, we know who... We know who isn't doing their share. And sometimes you're just busy, and I'd go, Jessica, side plates, we're low. And then they'd go, oh, shit, I forgot I need to stack that. And then they'd go do their job. But everybody has held accountable, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Because if you're taking money out of everybody else's pockets, like mine and other people, like and other coworkers that I know are working hard for their dollar, like that's where I go more to bat as like, I can eat shit as a person. I'm okay with that. But if I know, well, you know, Bill over here is working really fucking hard, and you're milking the clock, like... Let's keep everybody accountable. That's where I'll do it. So it's not just like, you're not working hard enough. You need to work 
do more. Like, I try to do it the right way. It looks it you know, that that build everybody up and hold accountable. Yeah. If you if you don't have a taskmaster like that though, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, you need one person. But that's doing where a that. good manager comes in, right? Like yeah. they're they're puppeteering the play, right? Yeah. They're seeing everything over. So you got any good I quit stories? No, I told you I was always scared of quitting. You never quit a job in a cool way or saw anybody quit a job in a cool way? No, I saw people get fired in cool ways all the time at Iguanamax. People get fired. I mean, there was all kind. Well, most of it was just people getting too drunk, you know, on their day. more specific. At work? Or not. Well, you don't have to name anybody, but like, what's what's the crazy way you saw someone get? Well, one of my girlfriends got um, fired because, um, yeah, she was drinking all day, and I think they tried to kick her out. And then she said, "Well, um, why can't I drink here like Mackenzie does?" And You never want to bring the boss's name up when they're trying to kick you out. So I think, and some of that, there's always kind of like the doors open for letting someone go. Maybe they're not pulling their weight or whatever is Mm -hmm. happening. And if you give them ammo, people are gonna people are gonna take that. So I don't know. What about you? Yeah, hey, Alex, you're the guest on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I want to talk to Alex. Mine, never get to talk to him. That's all right. You, you, you chat away. I'll drink this Kentucky in silence. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, watching people get uh, let go to Guanamax was always uh, interesting because it would. Like you, you said, a dope happen right canning away. story. Like you see someone who's like, oh, I can't believe that shit just happened. Like. Like the dramatics of like, or like like all of a sudden there's this like shouting match and the person like you're fucking fired and like well fuck you you're a bitch I hate you uh, this whole place sucks and then they leave and you're like oh my god I, I ain't like working here anyway yeah no I think I think when people got fired from Iguanamax they would wake up the next day and go oh fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most people, income. yeah, were kind of sad also because that was kind of their social spot. Yeah. And they were friends with the people they worked with mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I think for the most part, they were probably having a lot of regret the Did next you ever day. you see, uh, like, someone get fired and then, like, come back as a regular and be like, oh, oh yeah. it's kind of awkward. Oh, I mean, Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was the problem with going on the max, they right? They come back like, with their like, tail between their legs Half a the regulars bit. used to work there. Um, I, I've 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 told it and I won't repeat it now, but I've told it a few times. The craziest firing I've ever saw wasn't one of Max. It was a guy who was a, a customer there, but Bobby had mentioned something, and it was a uh, it was it's Ryan Kemp. I love you. It was such a sad story. Uh, he it was all about regret and waking up, like you said. He uh, he's fucking around, and he called out of work to go party, and then his girlfriend brought him back to one of Max while he was blackout drunk. And he had just been pulled into the bar from serving. And so he was like under all this scrutiny. He was like the new fucking bartender oh, on the block. No. And like the the like within forty eight hours he's like, Oh, I'm sick, I can't come in for like this last like shift there. or whatever and then he shows up blackout drunk and uh they were like, Sorry, buddy. And then he uh he ended up going to serve next door at Dose and we got to still hang out all the time, it was awesome. I've seen a uh I've seen an a coworker 
like call out like two days in a row for being sick and this was pretty close to like covid time so it was like it's really hard to question it at this point like employers are like there's not much i can do now to say like prove it or get a doctor's note or any of these things like i just kind of have to like be okay with it because i mean isn't that how it should have always been in the first place like if you suspect that your employee is like lying all the time then just let them go for a different reason yeah well so this person they called out and then i was talking to management i'm just just part-time bartender and i was like oh yeah that person called out fuck like this is gonna be a a more difficult day now of work because this person's not here and they should be and then it happening in the next day and i was opening so i got out at like oh five or six at a very reasonable time and i popped over to uh sun devil liquors which is now bad habits and uh i'm I'm looking through like the four packs and i grab my beer and i'm checking out and i turn around and it's the dude with a bottle of booze right behind me and i go oh shit i thought you were sick and he's like oh yeah i haven't been feeling so good i go oh so you, you just need a whole bottle of whiskey and he's like this helps i go yeah i'm sure it does like i like come on motherfucker like yeah that that was the danger of iguanamax because especially if you were like working on a friday and you got off early (laughs) and you didn't maybe you didn't have to work on saturday but you had to work on sunday and so you'd get off for your shift drink on friday and then, you know, drink the night away and then come back and day drink on Saturday. Uh, and then you just want to call out on Sunday. Uh-huh. Like, and it's like, it, it's like everybody knows. It's like yes. on island everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to work on Sunday. Are you crazy? We're all partying. <laughs> and just everyone knew what was going on. It was almost embarrassing to lie at that point and say that you're sick oh, yeah. because. Just don't get caught. So when I worked at uh, the Beer Research in. Institute, was that where it was? No, this is a different story. But, oh, okay. um, like, the the manager there, he was never like one way, the, one way or the other on cutting, right? Like, like, hey, we're slow, you can get out of here, right? Or it's this time, you can get out of here. Or we're busy, I need you to stay on. It was always up in the air of like, we'd be kind of busy, and he's like, hey, you got to go. Like, you're off the clock. And I'm like, oh, I still have like three tables and there's like four people on a wait like okay yeah okay okay i'll get off so you never really quite knew what would happen (laughs) but like it would just be like it would base it on like oh late like i knowing now looking back it was like oh labor was high that week so like he'd be like yeah i just need to cut you at this time regardless how busy we are to make up for labor like earlier in the week and stuff like that so it was like so wishy-washy but i just remember it happening so many times where you'd get off work and they'd be winding down, and they're like, oh, I'm going to grab a beer. And then you end up chatting with, like, one of the coworkers or one of the regulars in the back patio. And then all of a sudden, manager would come back, like, yo, dude, we just sat at 20 top. I need you back in. And you're like, you just cut me. Oh, no I pushed shit. off my tables. So now you want me to come back for 30 minutes to move two tables? Like, or an hour to move two tables? Like, I mean, it so be. what we learned quickly was when you got cut, you walk right get over the bar and you get your shift beer. And then you can chat with all the regulars but you get your beer right away oh I so they see. say i've already had a sip of alcohol i can't come back to work got it and yeah, it was like the, the workaround i mean like i'm willing to work man but like you should understand that like we're busy keep me on because me washing all my tables out and then coming back on 
like the rate of sale for like your return is so much lower as opposed to like the constant flipping of like T1's closing out, T2 just got here, T3's on dinner, so they're going to be closing. And then you just keep going, 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 going. But when you wash all your tables now, you get no table, and you come back on for like three tables, you're like, well, I could have moved six tables yeah. in this amount of time, but now I'm moving three tables. So my money is in half to help you out. So it's like, grab me a big strong beer, and I'll walk in the back Holy patio and kick you with the regular. Yeah. That's fun. And like, sorry, boss, got a beer in me, I can't work. Yeah, my favorite is when you know you're about to get off and you see someone that you want to hang out with that just got off yep. or regular and you're like, oh, shit, I know what I'm doing for the next, like, <laughs> five yeah. hours. Yep. Incredible. So they're, they're at a Guanamax or really any of the work you've done, there's got to be some wild, like, shift incidences, like something just going haywire, like a fight breakout or something along those lines. And you got to get stories about, like, Anything along those lines? <laughs> you guys always want wild stories. I'm not the person to ask about wild stories, man. The fuck ever. Knock it. I swear to God. Okay. What, what wildness have you Eagle seen? Lexi is your best friend. <laughs> and you just don't get up to anything wild ever. Never once. I get up to wild things now um, that I'm not working in the industry as a patron. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to those stories. <laughs> You know, but I think when I was in the industry, I was just you know Listen, trying to keep my head down. Got shot at a Guatemala. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a crazy story from the time you. That were was there. before my time, though, wasn't it? When I'm was just saying, Guatemax was so wild that that happened. There must have been something that happened while you were there. Like, hey, I was eventually relegated to the dining area, so oh. I didn't actually for I think this latter half of me working there i was like they had this clear line here's the dining area (laughs) maybe you won't be bad at this see i just imagine like (laughs) as a uh, like a cute girl cocktailing walking the thing and all of a sudden there's like a rich dude with his wife and you order a drink and they like tips you and like grabs your hand and it's like like, Honestly, kind of on you while his wife is right there. If it like, had been now, are you that, level, Bobby? I'm saying those things happen. Like you're like, <laughs> oh, bitch, yeah. you're hitting on me while your wife is seven inches away from you. No, I would have been into that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, nowadays. But I, it, for some reason, I'm getting more wild as I'm getting older. I love it. Yeah. I don't know how that's happening. I'm, maybe I'm in a midlife crisis. Like everyone's like, I'm buying a house. I'm getting married. I'm like, like I'm getting wrecked on a I'm Thursday. Trying to have a threesome. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on here? So trying to hang out. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, I'm looking at a, uh, a new a new house in OB, and I'm just trying to put a down payment. Like, I'm trying to put a down payment on an eight ball. What's up? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick up the stat if uh, I can join myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sort of glad that I wasn't like that back then because one I wouldn't have graduated college. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest that the the industry sucks you in for, for sure. sure. Yeah. And so I ha- I knew that pretty quickly, and so I was like, okay, if you really want to graduate, you get it. Put your nose to the grindstone, get to work. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I still had fun, but my friends had 10 times more fun than me. Yeah. And I was sort of on the sideline at, at certain times going, okay, I can't participate. Yeah. I, I can't go on. I can't do this Molly and then go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry. Like, 
Sorry, I'm 30 now. <laughs> but now I'm 38, you know, I can do whatever you I do want. Whatever you want. <laughs> it is it is an interesting time to I always refer to this to being like the page I remember, age I remember my parents being like early to mid late 30s. You know, that's the age when I was growing up. I just remember my parents being. And now I'm that old and I'm like, oh, fuck. They didn't know what the fuck's going on. But it's also, I feel, interesting to be this age while the world is literally on fire. And metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And just, it's almost like the nihilism of it all. Because it's just like, I should be doing stuff. But, you know, there's a concert tonight. <laughs> it's more just like, yeah. I'm going to go do, like, I, I just, <clears throat> I hadn't been going to shows for, like, years and just like post COVID I'm like well I just go to music shows again and like try to get out and um, I don't know like I'm going to watch most of what I hoped would be you know uh, a country on the rise uh, and you know believed a lot of propaganda growing up but it doesn't look like things are going to be awesome for a while oh it's not on the rise No, it's, we're not the greatest country in the world and, and, whoever and, and, is saying that is lying and that aside but like it's just like things clearly are in a downturn um, sustainable like, when same-day delivery happened, like, 10 years ago or whatever, and it, like, when it came to the city, like, five years ago, I, I literally remember telling Alden Hall, I was like, this is not sustainable for even 50 years. And it turns out it wasn't even five. <laughs> We're, like, running at, like, Amazon just, like, announced that they will be running out of, like, labor, like, people to actually employ. And, like, in Arizona is the first state it'll happen in. So, like, by 2025, they'll have gone through what they consider the available labor force here if they don't fucking solve their problems. And it's just like, this well, is a cool time to be to, alive. And like, I live a fucking great life. Don't get me wrong. That I comes am, down to pay, though, right? Like, they've 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 squeezed as many people willing to work for fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, sir, that is like, that's definitely not what they pay. But yes, well, I, whatever I it is saying, that yeah. they pay, it that's there's only so many people in the state of Arizona where this is where they could get someone to work for that wage, right? If they yeah. if Amazon paid day laborers that like pickers. Like warehouse people, fifty dollars an hour. I'd fucking go get a job there. Uh, yeah. But they're not. So like, they only have so much clientele to pick from that are willing to do that. So that's where that labor problem comes. Right. We also have uh, cold IPAs up in the freezer section. Oh, Just needed to freeze them up, get them nice, yeah. nice and crispy, crispy boys for the crispy IPAs. Um, if you're interested, yeah, I'll grab and, one if you want. And to. Uh, that's you know, you. the 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 part of like the libertarian like kind of like belief system, which is a lot of like the free market, which doesn't exist, uh, will fix things, and um, the, these solutions will just kind of solve themselves. Um, but the fact is, is that we, if you just look into history, like before the FDA, like they would put sawdust in your cereal. That like most food wasn't food that you thought was eating because left to their own devices, companies that want to grow will increasingly cut their cost. What and, kind of sawdust and, and, though? Is that like oak? Because if that's oak, I'm in. They're hitting me with some cheap maple. pine. Back that time, yeah, maple like, and some maple. cereal. What are you talking about? I think back in that time they were cutting down the redwood forest, so probably that. Oh, yeah, that's good cereal then, man. Like, that's put some grit in your teeth. Like, now, if you hit me with some like citrus wood or pine, get the fuck out of here, you cheap I, assholes. Yeah, no pine. But some hardwood? Like, yeah. I'll be down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put some. I'll sprinkle some sawdust on my Rice Krispies. Yeah. That's like whey protein, basically. Look at that, right? Let's start our own protein company. <laughs> Listen, you guys just—you guys just invented Infowars, by the way. So, I mean, good job. 
Alex Jones selling dick pills over here. <laughs> Shit. Oh, is that what he's doing? Well, no, right now he's embarrassingly getting fucking murdered in court because his attorney sent every single phone file that he had um, to his opposing uh, counsel. So everything he's ever... About what? About... What does he go to court for? He's, uh, well, for, he was in court for the Sandy Hook shit, but now they have all of his texts from January 6th. Did he incite the riots? He was definitely part of it and helped. I mean, the, 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 oh. whole, the whole running theory was is that he was, like, working with Trump to... Listen, I don't want to get into it. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking... Come at me about politics. I will literally just stop listening to you. It's so exhausting anymore. Who started this? I did not. Sawdust, bro. I don't know how yeah, we got Alex here. Jones dick pills. <laughs> dick pills. And you said, "Is that what he's doing?" And I'll normally he pill. is. He is selling like dick pills. Do you and, have like, them? Weird. Uh, no. You and then he was selling COVID nineteen then... cures. Uh, he, the whole. He's, Wait, he's a very weird man. Is he actually selling dick pills? He used to be. I mean, you can probably still go on his website and buy the dick pills. Can you buy them, and we'll take them on the next well, podcast? I'll, I'll obviously use a Visa card I paid for with cash. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get your drugs. You buy, pay cash with a Visa <laughs> gift card, then and then swipe. No traces back seats. Oh shit! Yeah, it's it's the, it's the trick. Uh, well, we could sell our own dick pills as like merch, and it's supposed to just maple sawdust. Well, that's what he's just, just trying to make sawdust. a buck, I guess. He's Good for like him. a modern day snake oil you, salesman. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's. A, I actually have this really young good. entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> No, I said that like I was applauding him, and, and I wasn't. I, I I'm, like, I'm like, damn, she came with that, like... No, uh, no, no, She came with that fucking colonizer energy. She's like, hey, he's just a young entrepreneur of snake oil sales. Good on him. Good on him. I bet he's got a he's really just trying to sell LLC. kerosene as a cure-all. Yeah. What is wrong with this? I'm surprised he hasn't gotten sued for some of that. Um, Yeah, you... Listen, if you buy kerosene as medicine, that was your choice. You did it. <laughs> the libertarian way. <laughs> Jesus. Well, dude, I can't make I, it. I used, I to, hang, I used to hang out with libertarians it. all the time until, like, most conversations just dwindled down into how they wanted to have sex with young girls. And I was just oh like, Oh, my what? God, Jesus. It, it, it always comes down to this, like, you know, well, the age of consent. And I'm like, bro, A, I'm talking about, like, people who are in, like, Washington, D.C. trying to control my life. I don't give a fuck if you want to bang a 14-year-old. Go somewhere else. Oh, I do give a fuck if you want to bang a 14-year-old. Oh, me too. But, like, that's the thing is, like, libertarians always want to, like... And the joke is, like, I I want a 15-year-old to be able to, like, buy heroin with Bitcoin for his AK to protect his coal mine or whatever. But a lot of libertarians in practice always seem to somehow bring up consensual age for sex and it's like oh, how did we Who get here this lip- a lot of libertarians um or at least the i'm not, not the libertarians i'm talking anymore to. no yeah not the libertarians i'm talking to. uh listen libertarian is my, my favorite thing is um do you know what libertarians hate more than anything else what's that another libertarian <laughs> and that's a it's a pretty solid joke in the community, and it's very true because it's always like I know how to be more free than you, and it's like well, and no, stop it. But again, I was just um, mostly making a joke in reference to uh, it's not uncommon for that to kind of be something that people bring up about libertarians. Is a lot of libertarian weirdos like to bring up consensual stuff, like age stuff, and it's like, man, we have so many more problems to solve, dude. I got something exactly. to say. Libertarian, weird word. Now that I've heard it like seven times, we've, in a row, yeah, I was gonna like, say we've said it a dozen times now. Weird word, 
road, 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 road. Libertarian is just kind of like so. Uh, I don't know if you know who Adam Kokesh is. He's like Adam versus the man. He wrote the uh, Anarchist Manifesto of Freedom. Um, he identifies the as a libertarian. That, like, tells you how to make pipe bombs in your living room. No, that guy? no, that's the anarchist cookbook. Oh, um, what did you say? I said he wrote Freedom, which is an anarchist manifesto. Oh, manifesto. Yeah, okay. it's just like his view of like just saying those crazy words. <laughs> so, all these fucking fifteen dollar <laughs> words I bring with me. I have this fucking bag full of them. I gotta do something with them. Can't say them around the house. <laughs> the kid just rolls their eyes like, ah, oh. dad's on another big word tear again. <laughs> Um, it's easier if I just agree with them and he shuts up faster. Uh, listen, I got a three-year-old, so I'm excited to the point where like my kid's annoyed with me talking. When he gets that yeah, age. He's yeah, he's like, Dad, I don't care. And I go, tight. <laughs> I've done my job as cool. a dad. Like, you see these grass-stained Reeboks? Like, or New Balances? Grass-stained new, new Balances? Listen, my parents taught me how to be a toxic parent. Anytime I, uh, my child questions me, I'm just like, did you sleep last night under yeah. a roof? Do you like your house? Do you like how you live? Do you like your life? <laughs> Do you like your life? <laughs> uh, that seems so, like a reasonable way to talk. So, I'll start doing that to my three-year-old. Start trauma early, right? Like, If you're going to do it, do it early. Right? Well, that, I mean, if you want them funny, you got to give them at least a little light trauma. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just like withhold meals or something. That's what my parents do. It's funny. Uh, every time yeah. I come home, um, my kid goes, "Daddy, let's fight!" And like we like and I knock house him on the, bed. the fuck out. Br- I'll clock him. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I'll smack no, but he's like he's a dinosaur. I'm a bear. We rough house on. But like sometimes when I think like if someone walks in my house and they hear the first thing my son says is, "Daddy, let's fight," they're like, "What is happening?" What's is, happening here? You're is just Will fighting Ferrell that this man's child. son? Like, well, I'll do it while I can beat him. Because when he, once he's big, I can't beat him anymore. I'll be all old. Like. So yeah, yes. <laughs> so I, I, it was like mid thought, and then I uh, was trying to listen. You know, two different oh, tasks at once. But um, back to kind of, um, I mean, we're obviously vying for Father of the Year. But yes. to to kind of bring it back to some sort of well, what brings you out to Arizona? Jesus. Considering you're in a movie, did I just catch you off? I'm sorry. I thought you sure were, did. I thought he was like that was a for hard something. cut off. I thought yeah, he was pulling. I was, like, I was like, no, I, I don't want okay. to ask it. Go on. Okay. So one of the questions we have on here um, doesn't really apply to you, but it does. So it's it's called beer fest creatures. So mostly that's just like it like that's kind of like the the most kind of like binge drinking social thing that we tend to be around, and then people get overly drunk and make fools of themselves. But um, I've uh, seen uh, your, your your adventures. Um, out in the world, out, out in the world, uh, do you have uh, any particularly like great like uh, like seeing a, a great drunk girl or a great like someone just making a real um, what is it on Twitter right now uh, uh, night nightclub chaos anything like that you just see someone having a real fucking rough time at it out in the world shitting their pants possibly <laughs> none of these have to be specific I'm just. I mean, I know you've worked at Iguana and seen some drunk people, but while you're out there partying, you know, uh, you ever see someone get just, like, real fucking dysfunctional? Me at a Padre <laughs> game not too long ago. I'll tell you that. All I keep thinking is it's me. <laughs> uh, you know, I... Well, that was specific. Tell us about this Padre well, game. Well, you know, it started with champagne. It usually... 
It is, but not when you're going to go to, um, not, not in a day drink, a full day drinking situation. Well, I think it, it depends on, is it a a bottle of champagne to yourself? I'll crush a bottle for sure. You will. Yeah. So I, I fucking love mimosas. Do you? They're delicious. Like, but it's like ninety percent champagne, like a little drop of orange juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the like way. the best day drinking starts with bottomless mimosas. It does. I don't know where it went wrong. Um, <laughs> well, champagne will get you drunk as fuck. It will. And, and I but drink it, it really so smooth, fast. Like, yeah. I it, think it, that was the problem. It's because uh, I mean, just a you know the science corner. Uh, champagne is. More than just about any other alcoholic beverage affects your pyloric valve, which uh, regulates alcohol consumption from your stomach into your intestines, which is where most absorption happens. So you sound when like you're a drinking, mechanic. when you're drinking, it's what pyloric your body is. valve. I love Science yeah. Corner. I mean, yeah. You're a biologist. Yeah, pyloric I don't remember valve? any of my stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't have a, so, as good of a memory as you. So does. champagne specifically, and when you start with it, what it, what it's done is it's basically like primed your body to like. Uh, allow alcohol absorption to basically be at its highest rate from transferring from your stomach to your lower uh, into, or up into upper intestine, wherever um, wherever the majority uh, happens. I think it's the I'm trying uh, to figure it out. upper. Because of the type of Is there alcohol, upper intestines? Or? No, no. Uh, ethanol just will absorb into your bloodstream the way it's supposed to. Um, the the pyloric valve is what regulates allowing like the liquid down into your intestines, and then as liquid goes down into your intestines. Um, it gets absorbed into your body, and that's where the like majority of alcohol con- ingestion happens. Like I learned so much from so Alex. when you're power crazy. when you're drinking like like a shot, especially like something like very sugary, will like a little bit of absorption, like t- two to five percent, will happen in your mouth, um, and then you know into your stomach a little bit more will happen, but the majority will happen in your intestines. Now things like food, coffee, uh, high amounts of water, this all kind of like causes the pyloric valve to shrink kind of like almost create like an IV drip like did a little you know about drip. a pyloric valve yeah I remember a pyloric valve yeah oh, wow. from anatomy I didn't know that you know but I, I but, didn't but, but, but carbonation irritates it and tiniest bubbles the mm-hmm. tiniest bubbles and champagne because it goes down so smooth the other tiny bubbles are like weird sour beers and all sorts of things that people oh. can't drink fast so you start your day, you start drinking, there's not a base of anything to cause the pork valve to shrink, Got you're it. immediately cranking it open, yeah. and then what you've done is you've condi- conditioned your body to be like, we're going full bore, so then when you go into vodka sodas or beer or anything after that... It was cut water. Uh-huh, that a girl. <laughs> <laughs> shit about champagne, fuck. To, to the Padres game? No, to the podcast. Oh, shit. Padres <laughs> cast. Podcast. Yeah. Vodka, vodka I've definitely had some pretty solid... Uh, Hammered days at, at a uh, vodka, vodka oh, meals. Those are at nice. a, uh, yeah, I'd have one of those. A baseball game. I've definitely gotten yeah. drunk at a baseball game. The problem is, getting drunk at a baseball game costs about $700. <laughs> so, um, going back to Galexi, she's got some, um, some season tickets and it allows you to get kind of like these happy hour prices oh so you can basically get cut waters for like five bucks smoking deal and they normally go for twelve dollars exactly so yes so and you can bring in a cooler into padres games and just dump buy all that beer during this happy hour liquor during this happy hour and dump it yeah yeah an empty cooler but then keep you know whatever you got those 12 
whatever's on ice. I was like, man, Padres fans are animals. If you could just bring it out the whole time. I think there'd be a bunch of people falling off the different the decks. Right That's pretty rad that they, I didn't even know you could do that. Bring in your own little like empty cooler, just yeah. like store beers. Yeah. Can you do that here? I doubt it. Rude. It, the Padre, the Padre Stadium, the Petco Park, it's very much a party atmosphere. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've it's the best stadium. I love it's. It is truly one of the best stadiums in the nation. Like that lookout straight out, like yeah. wide open straight into downtown. So night game is truly gorgeous. So like, beautiful. Uh, having um, the park seats where like you're just in the grass right over there is amazing. Like I, I try to take my team to a baseball game every time out so four times so a year fun. when it's in baseball season i take them out i'm like at padres to a padres game yeah oh absolutely nice. oh that's freaking awesome um yeah so for some reason i had confused the cut waters with like oh, those seltzer things mm-hmm. Lacroix. No. <laughs> no, 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 like a white claw, like a white claw or something. Oh, not really oh, no. how powerful they are. And I wasn't realizing. Oh no, those are very different things with very different alcohol content. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like pushing these things back. back. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was like we were at some. We were at the Cutwater Bar actually that they have there, and it was like lights out, like <laughs> just lights out. Uh, the last thing I remember, we have these tiny hands, so. <laughs> What's this? It's just a, it's it's a so it's the hand like that a, you put on the finger. Yeah, yeah. it's just the hand yeah. you put on a finger. Yeah. And so we were like high fiving everyone with the <laughs> tiny hands. We're going through the you know the the so little thoroughfare. Yeah, and I was just like laughing, getting a kick out of you know high fiving everyone. I thought it was like the funniest person in the world. And I guess we got back to the seats, and Glexy was like, and then you kept like throwing up your arms back and there was this woman behind you that i felt so bad later because she was so annoyed with me because i was just like i was screaming alfaro because that's the catcher that is super cute you know and i'm just like trying (laughs) i'm trying to get alfaro's attention like alfaro i'm right here and uh yeah, they eventually my friends were like, "No, you gotta go." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you gotta go. Were you anywhere near Alfaro for him to hear? <laughs> were you even close enough? <laughs> <laughs> even if he did, he'd probably like, "What the hell is going on over there?" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they tried to um, they tried to get me in a Uber, and, and the game's still going. This game's still going, yeah, but I'm just <laughs> annoying everyone in the section, yeah. yeah. And so, for the other patrons, I think for their safety and well-being, they wanted me to leave. And they were like, okay, to one of my buddies, hey, you know, get her in an Uber, you guys go back to OB. Uh-huh. And then, like, I think the game lasted, like, another, like, 45 minutes, and they came outside, and we were still out there. I have no idea why... We were just, I was sort of like um, leaning against, you know, like a brick wall back there. Mm-hmm. And I think a guy walked by with his kid and was like, that yeah. girl's really <laughs> tore up. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's funny because I've seen people like that coming out of Petco Park and thought, how did they how get, get like that? 
And now I know. Like, I should be more... You you mistake uh, hot waters for white claws after drinking champagne all morning. Yes. It's just, it's so easy. It could happen to anybody. They're both in cans. (laughs) When you drink it, you're like, this ain't that strong. Right? Like, if you drink that percentage of a beer compared to, like, a domestic beer, you're like, oh, I can... It's noticeable, the difference. Exactly. Like a cocktail compared to a seltzer, you're like, eh, it's, it tastes fairly the same. Yeah. I, and I think the big thing is the not eating. Like, if you don't eat oh, and you yeah. drink fast, you it's... all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And there. It's all downhill. It's all oh, downhill. Yeah, I've been... I've been, dr- I've been drowned in my own fucking... Use my liver as a fucking flotation device. <laughs> just so... Oh, save me. <laughs> it's been a minute since I've gotten that torn up, but... Uh, I think the last time... I think the last time I got that tour up was the last time I saw you that tour up, uh, which was Flagstaff. When you were like, when do you want to leave? And all your face said was, say right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said, and it right wasn't, now. I didn't, neither of us were that bad, because we still had a like, prep camp. That wasn't oh, too you bad. Mean like, you mean like... Real, falling, real oh, drunk. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's like, mm. That's uh, hard to do. I'm sure I was there like not that long. Someone's going to be like, Bobby. Come on. That was like a month and a half ago, but I don't remember. I don't recall. Chris uh, Rogers will literally just be like, bro, that was the last night. <laughs> <laughs> right. The problem is being in the beer industry, that you just kind of build up this tolerance, oh, all of a sudden dude. you drink these Montuckies, yeah. and then you're like a light yeah. beer, and you have eight of them, and you're like, yeah, I feel good. And they're like, well, I mean, you feel good because you're used to being drunk, but you're drunk. Like, outside looking in perspective, right? Like, Yeah. I think you know the next day. If you have to text your friends and say, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I oh, think yeah. that's when you know that it was See, pretty bad. See, my problem bad. is, I He's don't know if I said, <laughs> like, most of the time I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't say anything dumb. No, I think it's right? just, or maybe just general obnoxiousness. Yeah. Could be the problem. Yeah, because I, uh. Excited when I'm drunk. <laughs> is, is that is that what uh, your when you get jazzed up? Is that your your obnoxious level get turned up a little bit? H- how are you? Like I get all like I get very loud and loud, happy yeah. and lovey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super. Probably yeah. definitely obnoxious to people for sure. Arm kisses. That's my big thing. Arm kisses. Yeah. Now yeah, explain get, this. It's just a you very just kiss light arm? kiss on the arm, just like. Yeah, to my friends, so super lovey type thing. So you're loud, excited, and lovey. Yeah, for sure. I sometimes I get I get a little jealous of the guy who could just sit at a, a craft beer bar or a bar and just have some beers and kind of keep to himself, watch some TV, and then like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna what, go. What's wrong with you, psychopath? Like, three beers <laughs> in, I want to say, job. what the fuck is up, brother? Like, <laughs> you know, what's your story, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, do, you, do you want any backflips? I don't have any backflips. Let's try though. Like right? Like I told you last week. Like do you want to go play? Man? Like uh, what's the fucking cornhole? Like fuck yeah, dude, dude. We're best friends. Maybe is it takes some ten. Is, is that the one you do in the bathroom? Cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you gotta take a shit on the alley. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of glory hole. Different game. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Different game. I've still never seen a glory hole in person. I've seen one, and then it like it, it's. This You've is, seen a glory where? hole in person? Yeah, I, well, in a truck stop. I've, I've traveled a lot of this country, and I've seen some oh, really fucking shithole. I feel like I have to like. So, at a truck stop, you saw one. I, I don't know if it was a truck stop or just some shithole bathroom. But here's uh, the deal: 
You're not going to see him in women's bathrooms. No, no, no. So this is the thing. There's no penis. It wasn't there was until a, I saw Maybe there was a unisex or something. It wasn't until yeah. I saw one in person that that's when it hit me. Like, I've always understood the, the concept of a glory hole. I'd, like, gotten the jokes. Yeah, like, that's fairly understandable. But then, like, when I saw one in person, I was like, oh, there's no way for a woman to be involved in this. No, no, yeah. There's not in oh, yeah. women's bathrooms. It's just not that I'd ever engaged in one, but it just had never occurred to me. Yeah, it's not like the videos. <laughs> it, it, like, like, <laughs> she just to, happens to be in a in a man's bathroom. You're not allowed to lie on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's great. They Porn put, is always accurate. They, yeah, they put that on record in San Bernardino, California, with the custodial of records. I've heard. And I think you're not allowed to lie to them. <laughs> hey, uh, for all the listeners, if you see a glory hole, send it in. I gotta see a picture of one of these. Oh, we'll so, post. Oh, the, the picture. I was like, don't do not yeah. send it in. No, no, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. Do send not the, send a picture of the glory hole. And we'll, uh, Have you we'll ever post it. been over to Hillcrest area in San Diego? Oh, yeah. I would imagine there would definitely be so, some glory holes there. You would imagine, but I like I I go to Bobby's. Uh, like, I was out looking. No, so every single time, every every single time I'm in San Diego, uh, I go to Hillcrest Brewing. So I'm always around Hillcrest. Oh, there's Hillcrest Brewing. Yeah. So I mean, it's a a super gay brewery. Like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Is there a lot of bears there? It's okay. a good mix. It's a good mix I would imagine the bears just, would drink. You just got beer. excited, right? It yeah, like you got excited about the bears. Insight. Um, it's they do. They've got a really, really here. good mix of people. They do a great mix of people. But I go there every time because they crush through my sour, my Dude, fruited sour. Oh, I can like, see that. That's all making sense. Level, like yeah. it is like top three account in all markets for my yeah. sour. Yeah. So when I'm there. I'm like. I used to live in Normal Heights, or yeah, Normal Heights, not that oh, far so away. Oh, so you were so close. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll pop no over shit. there anyways. But uh, Love Normal Heights. I, you I ever go to Old Sod and Rosie's? Old Sod, and... Rosie's. Rosie's closed for a minute. No, they're back open. They're back open. There was and, a, I was so yeah. fucking excited yeah. about that because we had a yeah. permanent. I, so that street where Rosie Rabbit hole. is Arthur. I used to live right down the street from that. That was my, oh, I lived God. right there. What a great place so to So I live. would walk my dog to Bine and Bine. Yeah. Grab four pack or something come back and then i drop them off and go take another walk to rosie o'grady's it's such a good little I honestly if normal i heights. didn't live in ob that's where i would no, live i fucking love normal heights. yeah because it has that nice area that's just you can walk to mm-hmm. four or five six places oh, a ton and then what's if, the other one so there's oh. triple crown far yes, down crown. i love triple crown if you're a ping pong player you go to triple crown what i loved about triple crown is i would go in and be like Hey guys, I'm not a ping pong player, but it's really fun, so I want to do it. Can you just go easy on me? And they're like, oh. Yeah, because they're so good. Everyone's I'd so get nice to like 18 points, they'd be at like five, and then they'd beat me. Just just like that. Like they, I was like, Oh, I'm actually pretty fucking good, right? Like, I got some spin on this, which I didn't, and they just then they just beat me so fast. <laughs> but you just take the I'll birds right over to North Park too, the little scooters over to North Park. That's like true. there's some rad places around there. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's kind of a little Hillcrest, hub. So I'm in Hillcrest quite a bit, and I've never really come across uh, a glory hole. I've never come across a glory hole, but I will say some of the nicest people ever. Oh, I agree. When I need yeah. a when I need a confidence boost, I'll kick it around North Park. Oh, you will, because people Is that why will. You're looking for a glory hole, <laughs> confidence boost. 
No. <laughs> he's just standing there with it out. No one's coming. He's like, aw. <laughs> Like, like, I was feel I was feeling like, some like, decent hang today. What like, the fuck? They look at me. They're like, "You're prettier than your dick is long." So, <laughs> at least you got at least you got a decent face. Uh, you do have a nice face. I could see how you would get <laughs> compliments and uh, a gay man will give out compliments. Yeah, and I fucking love him yeah. to death because like I'm we like, were just at Pride and I yeah, oh, yeah. I love the compliments it's and the best. they always grab my boobs. You know. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great time. It'd be different if someone guy was like, "Hey, you're cute, going and pinch your nuts." Like I'm like, "Get out of here!" Like that hurt. Like right? but like every time, like you're in like the like the little gay area hillcrest. They're like, "What's up, handsome?" And I'm like, "That's I'm 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 back. I'm yeah. I'm happy. I, dude, I'll go I'm a ten. Fucking, I made it, baby. Like <laughs> some gay. I just that's how dude. Most people don't realize guys just need like one compliment a week. Really? Oh yeah. Like if you walk by, dude, like. You're looking good. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Next level of confidence. Yeah. Like, I heard like, that. That is. It's true. True. Because that a compliment nobody compliments is a guys, good, right? Like uh, one yeah. good compliment a week, and I all of a sudden you're like newfound confidence. Yeah. It's true. I heard that's a good hey, way Bobby. of getting them in. Hey, Bobby. Tight cock, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say tight cock? Yeah. Is that is the, comp- the compliment I needed? Yes, sir. This <laughs> one's awesome. This one's I'm going to use good that one. Yeah. Good, good workout. Yeah, you got good deeds. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Look like it's taking a little beefier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, yeah. dude, but dudes are simple, right? Like, they that's, are. That's just yeah. a, a little confidence boost of this. Hey, you're looking good today. But, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my I, yeah. I hated myself this morning. But now I love myself, right? Like it's the I it's agree. such an endorphin swing. Women are like, I could go for some chocolate. Guys, are like, just say I don't smell bad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I just want to be fed ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll be good then. Yeah, that's my thing. But yeah, no, I I agree. Compliments are important in a relationship. They are. I do. Uh, where was I? It was like, oh fuck, two days ago. Fuck, where was I? I was getting something, some, the, oh, was that Beer World? On, oh, uh, oh, Easy Beer World? Beer World on... Yeah, Country Club. Country Club in oh, McKellops. Yes, yeah. I forgot about that place. And it was like, I was wrapping up my it's day. It's changed hands like nine times. It been, oh, it's... I'm time? telling you. It's still... I know they're great now. Like, the new owners are awesome. Oh, they are? Oh, okay. But uh, I was wrapping up my day. Day was coming to an end. And I was just like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. This day's going too long. And I was like, is Roy in? She's the lady there's like, I'm Mrs. Roy. I'm like, Mrs. Roy, it's great to meet you. She's like, you have beautiful eyes. And I go, you have now made my entire day. Like, <laughs> this whole day is now good because of you. Like, thank you very much. Like, also, you can still get it, Miss Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tight it's, it's tight some, tight Yeah, tight 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 D, bro. What's up? <laughs> just gotta keep the just gotta keep the homies fucking uh, spirits up. That actually uh, came from when we were on the Grand Canyon River trip. I have no idea what fucking possessed me, but I was hanging out with, like, I was up late drinking with all the other nocturnals uh, on the river trip, and then uh, Jason Margo, who's, like, this, like, retired, like, fucking badass Navy dude, like, gets up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, you know, we're like, what's he doing, what's he doing? And you start hearing him pee. I'm just like, watch this. Hey, take up, bro! <laughs> just loud as fuck. <laughs> The whole camera. <laughs> and so, like, the whole trip, like, we were like, hey, Jason, tight cock. And he's just like, fucking God damn it. I love how you sound like you're from Jersey or something. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to channel my inner Ryan Sickler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> technically, uh, I'm part Jersey because that's where my dad is from. Oh, yeah, that's where, that's where okay. he was born. I found that out on my birth certificate. Is he very... Not from him. Uh, oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've met him. Okay. I've met him before, yes. <laughs> it's very formal. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. So you were saying you're out here. We talked earlier about... Um, before we were recording about yeah, uh, coming it, out to Arizona. You, it's fucking hot. I don't know why I'm out here. It's hot. You chose a poor time. It's, <laughs> it's August. Cool. Like, well, there's three months to avoid. So, June, um, July, August. Yeah, I and agree. You picked one of them. I know. Well, I was here in July. I was here two weeks ago with Glexi in West Valley. Surprise. Does Glexi area. live in Arizona? No, we both live in San Diego. We were here for her mom's wedding celebration. And when we got here, it was 114. Yeah, it's dope, right? And, oh, my God. We just, we couldn't believe it. I mean, we, we couldn't believe we were here. But I said, let's go get um, Bellinis out of yeah. Oregano's. Because he, that's... Oregano's is dope. Oregano's is dope. There's two places that I miss. Well, no, yeah, two main places, like, I miss that, um, you know, aren't in San Diego. And one's Oregano's. And the other like one's probably... <laughs> there is no quick trip and you know i do that is I've a good had, i've had well-run establishment yeah, honestly in san diego be like you're from arizona like you guys have quick trip I'm like, yeah yeah we have a gas station like, honestly i i inspected them and they're clean as fuck oh so, yeah they're yeah. they're very well yeah, run they, they're on point um so i do miss them but <laughs> uh you know that in valley luna i love i love valley luna because that's Okay. Chandler yeah, establishment. Uh, they call that the airport. Chupacabra? Huh? Tap room? Chupacabra tap room? Yeah, right up the road. From here? Yeah, yeah. Like right up the road. No. Oh, they're, they're that's not that's not one. Chandler though. Correct, dude. I, dude, I've told you these, <laughs> fuck, right. these fucking Chandler people. They just they, they only love anything Chandler. outside of Chandler. They're like, what? The start with my, the C? Huh? My mom goes, you you Chandler people, you only like your own kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually glad I got out of the Chandler cult. It was weird. Um, Dude, there's a new uh, spot in Chandler. Where'd you graduate high school? Oh no no no! I never even like I I'm from the White Mountains on that part. But like oh. when I was living in Chandler, like oh yeah, because like Jessica is from Prescott. Yes. And but she's Chandler people now. Like she bought yeah. a house in Chandler and like yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but like when I left Chandler, I just didn't look back. I was like, fuck this place. Yeah. I never even realized that was a thing though. Like Chandler people are such Chandler people. Yeah, they, they, they don't really. Leave I mean, to Chandler. be fair, I'm a Mesa boy and I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, sure and Mesa I think Mesa boy, is like right? that like, too. Yes, um, but like I always but was like a Mesa places. boy because I felt as an underdog, right? Like there was this like you went very, to Dobson or I went to Mountain View. Oh, that's but Mesa's money. I don't huge. Know how you felt like underdog? No, an underdog because there's <laughs> it's where my not much, where my daughter goes to school. It's really nice. Not is much that was money? Uh, it's, it no, is there's awesome. money for it's sure. Awesome yeah. School, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying as an underdog of like a cool place to live, right? Like there wasn't a lot of like breweries, cool beer bar, like clubs there was nothing like i see big money like on prems to go to mm -hmm. and then downtown mesa growing up was like the lamest fucking thing in the world yeah as opposed to like obviously downtown phoenix was popping downtown gilbert chandler like yeah. all these downtowns were popping mesa we had we had boutique art shops and, yeah. and antique places yeah, and, yeah, that, and that was antiques. about it right like <laughs> There was nothing available, and now downtown Mesa is like actually growing and getting great. Yeah, and it was like, it's like when you root for a team like the underdog, you're like, 
I get the Suns or the Cardinals or whatever were shut shit teams, but like I'm still rooting for them. I'm gonna keep doing. It. And then when they get great, you're like, I've been a fan for a long time. I'm gonna like now's my time to shine. That's how I am with Mesa. But like I feel like Chandler's always kind of been like there's been enough there. Well, really, we had Iguana Max and Dose and Mesa sort and of Stadium Club for the Russ. Oh yes. Oh thank and what? you. Stadium, stadium Club. Club. Oh yeah. yeah. Still around too. And there was another place um, that was kind of sketch on Arizona Avenue. It's about Wa- Fordo. No, oh, on no. Warner, um, Warner and Arizona Avenue. It was a sports bar. No. Oh, yeah. They it's had that, not, too. Now it's Jolie's. Yeah, yeah. But I was talking about the cross the street, there was a sports bar. I don't think it's open anymore. That place, definitely people got yep. shot out all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a sports bar across the street. You say that so casually. Yeah, you know where Hoosiers Cafe is. It's oh, in that Jesus. parking lot. Huh. I I'll have to look it up. There's a Hoosiers well, and Cafe in Mason now. Ch- Chandler, should, look where we've come. Chandler does get a lot of out. shootings and bars. Actually, um, Redfish. Uh, at Chandler. Yes, I worked at Linens and Things when Redfish had their shooting. Yeah, and I, it was in the same yeah, plaza. Yeah, I, I was working at Iguana Max, and I remember we had a, a manager meeting after it happened because they were just like. This kind of shit could happen, and then we hadn't had our incident yet, <laughs> and then like it scared the shit out of us because like it had happened, you know. And then there was that one that had happened at Teakwoods. Yes, um, and it was a fine establishment. Five people got shot. Five um, people got shot at Teakwoods in, in, in the Teakwood shooting. Yeah, um, a lot of people don't remember these things. There was two Scottsdale ones during that time. There's um, in the early mid aughts. There's quite a few um, club restaurant shootings here. Yeah, why do you think it's not happening anymore? It's hard to buy guns. Well, violent crime, <laughs> violent crime on a scale has been going down decade uh, after decade, year after year for a long time in general. Yes, um, Mason just got a nice shooting not too long ago. A yeah. nice shooting, nice shooting. Yeah, I think two people died. Mm-hmm. That was a good one for us. Nice, <laughs> keep it nice and quiet. Try to put us on the map. Uh, no, right across from Boulders. Which um, which one? It was this shitty little club. Oh, the one in Tempe. No, Boulder's yeah, on that's Southern. Boulder's on Southern Mesa. Not that's the one we B. tried to buy. Not not the uh, not the fucking game one. No, but it was right over oh, there. I was like, I come can't on. remember. It's like weird bar, no website. Their Facebook is like minimal as shit. Oh, like, weird that there would be. It's a like shit. a club. Remember when they had that stupid music venue? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was in Tempe. It was like it had the horseshoe bar, and then like. Uh, it had the stage, and you could like just sit there and get fucking hammered. And they played like oh, metal and rock rap. and rodeo. No. Oh, fucking rock and rodeo! <laughs> so fucking, I love rock and rodeo, but no. You uh, love rock and rodeo? Oh, fuck, I used to live by it. You did? Yeah. Um, oh my god, it, we probably saw each other there when I was seventeen years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't live there until I didn't live there till later in life. Um, but I had, oh. when uh, Lindsay, who's one of my notorious exes, um, she's just a terrible person. Could, and this is why she'd like to go to rock and rodeo and then when it became Graham central station it was like where she'd love to go hang out all the time i i that's had, a red flag i hadn't lived here long enough to know called? that was a red flag Graham Graham central, central station that should be a dispensary yeah well it what was, it was Graham like the cracker at the yeah, time but yeah. and oh. the, it's from some Graham. i get you though that's but yeah good. Graham central station should be a dispensary yeah that's uh in they always used to have like Miller Chill there, and it just <sighs> Miller Chill. Yeah, that was like the best beer you could like order there. That's just... a they had Miller Ch- Chill was like a specific beer for. Oh, them. Miller Chill. So 
That sounds like a shitty menthol so, sorry, cigarette. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, Bud Light Lime had to it's earn two for its one place. <laughs> Just like every good war, truly White Claw, all the all the good wars, Blue Moon Shock Top. Well, they wouldn't Bud have Light truly Lime, and Bud and Light Lime had to, had to defeat somebody. And Bud Light Lime had to defeat Miller Chill. Oh, I see what you're saying. Got it. Okay. So Miller Chill was like their lime cerveza beer. I actually still have a Miller Chill like cooler from the promotional era. It's Fuck so yeah, fucking dude. ridiculous. That cooler didn't go out of style. It sure as fuck did because it's a terrible. It's like you put, you put the lid on and then it has like a swinging thing and it, like pressure holds the handle. So like as it gets older, it just doesn't work as right. Oh, can, can you it, post a um, picture on the Instagram of this podcast, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, You're on it. Yep, uh, I will I, type I, that in now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's my my kit for the. Yeah, you're responsible for that now. Yeah, I mean, well, if it takes, you know, a week and a half, I'll be understanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fine. I mean, we can just post another one tomorrow, so we stay on track. Or we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll, Double down. We'll we still out, have a like, in between it because Alex hasn't been posted. That's what I'm saying. It was like, oh, yeah. so we, we, yeah, we, we got have a one. Little, in, well, one, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in gun. San Diego, San Diego. So we need a we need a filler while I'm away. Uh, August 27th. I'm there. Cruise through my brewery. It's in Carmel Mountains. It's a little north. But I don't care. What are you doing? It just pops straight up my brewery's anniversary party. No shit. I'll come. I'll hook you up. All right. We'll take care of your tab and have a good old time. Even if you didn't, I'd still come. I'm going to. Right. It's pretty easy for me to be like, don't charge her. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, okay. So you guys have one in Carmel Mountain. Where else do you have one? The, our taste room's in North Park. And then there's a brewery tasting room in Carmel Mountain. Okay, I so see. North Park is like typically that's my stomping grounds. Living in Normal Heights, right? yeah. So every time I go to San Diego, I try to stay on like Normal Heights North Park. Okay, because uh, we're not like the biggest brewery in the world, and if I can save our company money and me money, I'm just gonna drink at my tasting room. Yeah, every night, like while I get computer work done, because I try to work twelve to fourteen hours a day while I'm in San Diego because I'm away from the family. So where but, are you gonna stay? In, in uh this trip i'm gonna be staying monday through thursday in mira mesa and then friday saturday sunday i'll be in um university heights oh pretty much the same thing yeah, yeah uh, so yeah far. university heights is real close but i'm trying yeah. to figure out if i could make the whole trip in university heights as opposed to yeah because i don't yeah. really want to be in mira mesa why yeah what prompted that it's where the owners live they put me up. Oh, I see. So, a lot of breweries in Mira Mesa still, no? Surprisingly so. Like, Miramar, Mira Mesa has got quite a bit of breweries, but... Well, Mira Mesa, it's Green Flash puts a brewery place. there. Yeah. They still got that there? I think well, so. Yeah, it's not owned by Green Flash anymore, but yeah. Oh, it's not? No. I never see their beers well, anywhere. Well, yeah, because yeah. they sold. Is that um, why? Mm-hmm. Kings of Craft. No, no, no. No, Green Flash didn't sell the Kings of Craft. That was uh, Ballast Point. Ballast Point sold the... Mm-hmm. Uh, Constellation and Kings of Craft. Well, I don't know uh, who. Kings and Convicts. Yeah, Kings and Convicts bought them. Hmm. Yes. Um, so, Green Flash was. It's actually kind of fucking weird. So, it was sold and then bought by a, 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 a money group. But who the, did? Uh, Green Flash. So, oh. so, it was sold and then uh, it was immediately purchased. So, it was like. Uh, a, it was sold pending purchase, right? Whatever that's called. 
Uh, I'm, I don't not, know. I'm not. This is what John's good at. It's not what I'm good at. But um, <clears throat> so it was just immediately sold to the Citibank Group, and then they purchased it with an LLC that was WC IPA LLC, West Coast IPA LLC. That was no, no, no. That was. Was this that Green is, Flash or was green, that this is Green Flash Ballast Point? Nope, this is Green Flash. Okay, yeah. Ballast Point West sold Coast to IPA Convex LLC, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, West Co- yeah. But yeah. the thing was, is that the new ownership with the, the, new? the club, club we'll, we'll get there. collective group. I got you, buddy. <laughs> only one one of the owners was on the W West Coast IPA LLC as an owner. So he made a deal with a banking group to fuck over all of his partners. Oh, uh, that's where you make that deal, what? and then you go in hiding. Yeah, uh, and, and he sort of did. But it was weird. Like I, I'd run into him when I was in Nebraska, and I had asked him because, like, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing out here?" And he's like, "Because you know, the Great Nebraska Beer Festival, which I've gotten to a ton of times, like you run into like super like big cool people in our industry. That's where I met Megan Parishi. She's the head brewer of like uh, Boston Beer Company." I uh, ran into Steve there one year, and I was like, hey, man, what brings you out here? You know, I've ran into everyone from, like, Laura and Larry Bell to, you know, whoever, but, like, it just seems like you'd be a little out of pocket, or out of place here. And he's like, well, uh, <clears throat> we're actually opening up a place in uh, Lincoln. I was like, tight. Um, but, like, Mira Mesa is not at production volume yet, is it? And he was like, What? I was like, well, you guys just built North Carolina, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, and Mira Mesa just came online this year. He's like, uh-huh. And I was like, so San Diego's at capacity. Mira Mesa's not at capacity. You haven't turned North Carolina on yet, and you're building in Lincoln. My question is, is are you, like, pending some sort of massive growth curve? Or, like, it just seems like a lot of production buildings to be building. And he like, got really shitty with me, like... I was like, I'm just trying to fucking figure it out, man. Because, <laughs> like, you're opening up places faster than you're producing beer. And I'm trying to learn how to build a giant brewery. So, like, I'm just looking for advice. And turns out uh, he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Because uh, all that shit collapsed under them. And they had to sell Mir Mesa. Uh, so when they sold Green Flash to West Coast LLC, IPA LLC, I think Mir Mesa, maybe, maybe Mir Mesa... Definitely the Lincoln, and then definitely the North Carolina facilities were sold to different people. So I think they just retained the original San Diego brewery, but then that was also like aligned with Alpine. But then that was they were both purchased by. Fuck, it's all so hard to keep track of. Um, <laughs> it's just exhausting. I mean, the thing the thing about it for me is it's like stone the stone sale is kind of fucked. Like. You know, uh, we have a homie that works for Stone out here, and, you know, I, I love him more than anything, and uh, I'll always kind of support him and, and the Stone brand, but, like, what's disappointing to me in this industry is it's full of people who've always been like, I'll never sell, I'll never do this, and get it, minds change, priorities change, I get it, but, like, the one fucking dude, the one dude, our John McAfee, <laughs> um, the guy who was just like, I'm never going to sell because I don't have to because my life is a baller because I don't, it's always been his thing. It that one was hard to swallow. Mm-hmm. That one was that just reminded Did me. Did you that, find him in a glory hole? Uh, saying that was hard to swallow. When I do find him in a glory hole, I doubt it will be. <laughs> no, I um, not to disparage uh, Greg uh, Cook's penis size, um, but it's just you can disparage. It's it. just dis- disappointing a bit. Like they always say, don't meet your heroes. And I've always been fine to be let down by people I looked up to. I've literally grown up like that my whole life. 
But, like, he was just supposed to be, like, the guy that didn't need to sell. And so he could, like, stand on this platform. <clears throat> and then, just like everyone else, he used it to leverage what he needed, win the Keystone lawsuit, and then sell his business immediately. He lost it. Uh, they won that. He lost it. Nope. Judge so just overturned it. Oh, this week? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well. Yeah. And, uh, All the disparity. It's like, like $47 million that, uh, uh, Spring, uh, not Supreme Court, but... Because uh, uh, it was done in bad faith? Something, well, yeah, it was, they just lost it. Well, there was a... Fortunately, yeah. it's not on him anymore because it's changed hands, but... Well, see? Uh, Sapporo can go deal with that. So, that's... uh. Let's who bought it up. But uh, so we gotta wrap up. Yes, we uh, that was my yeah. lady's gonna be furious. Oh sorry. Um, but I do want to hit you with one more question. Of course. Like a little wild shift incident. Come, why do you get... ask me wild shift? You never Why do you ask wild shift? Shotgun <laughs> shotgun deers in the walk in <laughs> before work. You ever be like You ever do some hey, shady this... shit working on yeah, the shift? Yeah, some shady shit. No. You never did any shady shit? No. Not you a thing. Or a liar. You worked at a Guanamax. <laughs> never, never done a shitty shit on shift my ass. I swear to God, no. I'm boring, man. I don't know what to tell you. All right, I guess we can bring your boss down. All right, <laughs> Ron, where are you, Ron? Young you thing? never stole a can of beer to drink in the walk-in, or you never snuck like... next door to dose to do some shots. You yeah, never, you ever did something? No, I was. You know, I. I'm sorry. Even at the shit you're doing now, you're saying you're all wild trying to do threesomes with your boss. Like, <laughs> Wait, where did you just, do I'm just that making this boss shit up. part in? Holy uh, shit! Don't say that. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, my. I sort of. You never took a coworker to a club and then and like convinced them to never like, like fuck left them there. Like, I don't know. know. I think. I think. If, I think a lot of my wild times. I'm just trying to jog some memories of some craziness. You're doing I'm a great shooting, job. Shooting scatter shots. Yeah. my stuff happened connects. after shift. You know, you'd end up at Sunny's. Mm-hmm. You end up in Jerome, Arizona, like that kind of stuff. You know, you just. No, we don't. Yeah, that's Go the ahead. whole point. Yeah, why don't you? That's the whole why don't point. you? Why don't you, you know tell us, about the story? Why don't you tell I us how you Jerome. end up in Jerome, Arizona after a shift on work? It's it's what I told you. You get off early Friday. You do day drinking on Saturday. In Jerome, Arizona. No, no, no. Oh. At Iguanamax. No, you gotta you okay. gotta do the day drinking at Iguanamax yeah. first before you start making the really bad decisions. Yeah. And then you drive drunk to Jerome, Arizona. <laughs> it's not a short drive. <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. I did it. I did it for San Jerome. Diego too. Yeah, and the switchbacks. Mm-hmm. It's fucking dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. I did it. I, I did the same thing to San Diego, and I remember I got pulled over right when you get into Yuma. Um, before you get into Yuma, there's kind of like a hilly area. I don't know if you probably remember from in driving the, to San Yuma? Diego. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right when you hit those kind of mountains, very yes. small like mountain area. Well, when it dips down, it changes from seventy-five to sixty-five. And so the guy and pulled me over. And you're kind of speeding a little bit going 80. She's like, I was doing 120. And then all of a sudden it changes, right? Like yeah, all of a sudden it changes. Over, and then it changes. Now you're like, yeah. oh shit, now and all of a sudden you're in over. trouble. And so the cop's posted up right there. He pulls me over. I'm with Rye. You know Rye. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I still have my Iguanamax shirt on inside out. Because I had been drinking from the shift like all night. And yeah. this is like at 7 o'clock in the morning. That's when those, those like... 
restaurants rules are like, well, you can't wear a branded work shirt at oh, the bar. Oh, but you can clearly well, you see can it just turned turn inside out. Upside down. Well, that's how and, I met Glexi. But also, every single person here knows that you work here, right? Like my first night working, I remember I drank after shift because I was a patron of Guamax, like a lot of them. That's yeah. how I got yeah. the job. Because <laughs> you start, you're hanging out there meeting guys, and then you're like, oh, I could just work here and also meet guys. So that's a great I, gig. I wish I never got the opportunity to go to a Guamax. Why? It was such a bummer. It was so, oh, oh, you by regret. The time I was yes. Twenty one. I didn't even know it was there. Was it? So I just closed? never went. At that point? Or no, no, it was, it was just open. on the I just never downswing. went because I never knew about it. And then by the time it yeah. closed, I'd never popped in there. Such a disappointment. Dang. Such a disappointment. Yeah. Um, he gets reminded about it on this podcast all the time. <laughs> Weekly, one could say. Yeah, I'll never forget my first night. I didn't turn the shirt inside out because I didn't know any better. And then I was going to AM, PM next door. And Lexi was on one. She's like this. Fuck. I yeah, <laughs> she's a little pistol. Like I said, and her sister was there too, who's also oh, a little pistol. So there's two little pistols that are like five foot tall, and I'm there I gotta getting meet this person. She's great. She lives <laughs> so, in San Diego. Yeah, we'll we'll come. Rad. Yeah, we'll Hell come yeah. meet you. And so um, I was probably going to AM PM to get like camel lights or something, and then. Oh, was it Circle K? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm thinking of AMPM on Dobson and Ray. Yeah. That's what I'm confusing it with. And so uh, she comes up and she goes, you know, you have to have your shirt inside out when you're drinking. <clears throat> and I looked down at them and I thought, who the fuck are these fuckers? And <laughs> who are these little elves? Who are these little elves? Um, <laughs> but I did. I learned my lesson. And yeah, that is... That is how you go. And uh, so when the cop pulled me over, I still had the shirt inside out. And I had one shoe on, I remember. And you had one shoe on? I had one shoe on. While and, driving yeah. to San Diego. Yeah. And I got, and he had me get out of the car. And I remember telling him, oh, I was holding the shoe kind of like this, like to on my chest. chest. And I go, oh, I only have one shoe on. And that should have been a red flag yeah. that I was probably... <laughs> under the influence and yeah. he should have taken it further but for some reason he never did and so i feel like yeah those cops see a lot in that travel scene right like from san diego to arizona oh, right because they're like don't doubt you know, like most women i feel like take their shoes off on those long drives like, you think so and they have an inside out shirt on i think the inside out shirt on is like they just think like it's travel so you go comfy mm. right like whatever that thing mm. is is the comfiness because like I'll kick my shoes off too. Uh, if I'm in the passenger seat, I'm yeah. driving. I keep my shoes on, but like, it's so simple to do that. But like, I've seen women with like driving with their leg in out the oh my window. God. Right? I, like, I want to run those people off the fucking uh, road. It's crazy. so bad. And I just want like, I want to pit stop them. So as a guy, like that <laughs> position doesn't work at all. But as a girl, they're like, yeah, hips are different, so they like fit their <laughs> leg on a dashboard or out the window, and they're driving like this is Absurd. just comfortable. So like the cops, they see a little bit. He's of He's just like right? female hijinks. Yeah, like, yeah they just, everything's well, they just fine. He's like, I don't. He's like, yeah. he's like, this bitch is ready to burst. I don't want to do this. He's like, have a good day, ma'am. Hope you find your shoe. There's bitch. <laughs> yeah, cops and. California, the nice thing about them is that they, they really don't want to deal with anything. They're not trying to catch anyone well, doing anything. Those people anything. making six figures a year. Goddamn right they don't want to do anything. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. They're the, the bourgeois, cops? They're the bourgeoisie. Yeah. Cops make so much fucking money. 
So stupid. They make I a feel good like amount. That could be, yeah. uh, See, the greatest propaganda is that cops aren't paid well. Most cops make over six figures. Yeah. Uh, the cop that just retired, uh, chief, I forget what city here in Mesa, he retired to his two $1.2 million homes that he owns. I didn't know you could make that much money being a cop. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. It's it, politics, it, right? It's also not same, uncommon. Same scene of politics. Well, well let's, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, sorry. Because uh, dinner's here for me. Oh, okay. uh, we always end it with a industry uh, or a local shout out. Shout out. So it doesn't have to be local to here. You're local to, to your home. Cool. Um, I want to shout out the hub because they just opened up in not too long ago in Awatuki where the Mellow Mushroom was right off Ray in the uh, I-10. And then they're actually opening another one up in East Mesa on Power McDowell where the, the goat was. So they're, they're doing Is this your bid to get back in? Uh, I don't sell <laughs> the one in Awatugi bought some of my beer. All right, okay. No, Just but they sure. they do a good thing for the industry, like for the for the neighborhoods. Uh, they give the they hub give is exactly bar. what it needs to be where they are. Yeah. And they do a good job at it. They do a good job of being a sports bar. Um, I think they do a great job. Um, as far as like a place you can go watch sports and and drink a decent selection of domestic or craft beer spirits. Um, and then. The real shout-out, which I shout-out a million times, so I had to shout-out something else, was K-Chevry is replicating the Friendly Burger in downtown, in North Park, San Diego. What? You been the Friendly? Orvid. No, but the I'm The Friendly intrigued. is, it's a, uh, it's a, they call it a dirty flat-top burger. It's a smash burger. Two little patties, two slices of cheese, garlic aioli. Uh, it's truly wonderful. Terrible for you. Wait, is Friendly the one that has all the weird burgers, like ostrich burger and that? No, sort of that's thing? um. No, that's crazy burger. Crazy burger. Crazy burger. That's yeah. right. That's right next to my tasting room. Oh no shit! Right? The, the next street over. Oh, the Ace. perfect. So there's the or not the Ace, the Auto Zone right there. Uh-huh. The next spot over is my tasting room. Cool. But so farther up that road, the op, like north, up by Fall Brewing, right next to Fall Brewing is is the Friendly. And they do their pizza joint, but they also do the the dirty flat top burgers, and their burgers are outstanding. So, I was at Chupa earlier today, uh, getting some computer work done, and uh, Orvid brought over a burger. Eric cut in half, gave me half, and he's like, "This is my rendition on the on the friendly's dirty flat top." It was outstanding, fucking outstanding. That's awesome. I'm gonna have to go see Orvid. I haven't seen him in a minute. I'll probably uh, go get two or three of those burgers tomorrow. All right. They're hit me, terrible. Hit me you. up. I'll come, uh, I'll come join you. Deal. Deal. All right. I'll uh, plow through mine pretty fucking quickly here. Um, local shout out. Um, my wife uh, comes back eventually uh, this Saturday. Uh, she's been out training, so she comes back. She'll be the uh, AGM of uh, <coughs> Kona at Santan Village. So, uh all your friends have missed you, so uh, local shout-out to uh, a G, and uh, also local shout-out to, I had mentioned a restaurant earlier that I've already forgotten, <laughs> but yeah, uh, local shout-out, and uh, what do you got over there, Caitlin? I got two from Ocean Beach. Oh, All right. Let's if, one of them, if one of them is OB Noodle House. It is. <laughs> Yeah, girl. <laughs> These the are best. my two. They're you know, I have two places that I'm a regular, so I gotta shout them out. And one is Obi Noodle House, They're but Bar Fifteen O Two. All right, aka the new Noodle House. The the one mm-hmm. south. Niagara, yes, yes. No, no, the, one, the new one's the north one. Wait, no, 
New one south. As you come in. The OG. No. OG is the, is one, the one No. No, opposite. Tucked behind south of Newport. That's the new one. The the big one that's more bar like is the new one. The one when you come into OB is the old one. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, the the new one has the um Game of Thrones tree. Okay. That they built in the middle of it and sort of an open air patio yeah. situation. The new or the old one is sort of smaller, more intimate type of situation. The new one's smaller? No. Okay, okay. The then, old okay, one's yes. smaller. Got yeah. It. Yes. Old okay. one's where you take a date. Yeah. New one's where you go to get fucked up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait now. <laughs> Dude, they did it right. They created Screwball. They created Screwball. I was going to bring some Screwball actually in honor of this, but. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. That's I failed. Okay. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're a great place. I mean, the bartenders there are outstanding. They always take care of us. I'll Love bring a... There. Here, uh, if you commit to coming out to our uh, our anniversary, uh, I'll bring my my South County sales rep and you know, we'll go have a nice dinner over at, at Obi Noodle Oh, no shit. Yes, that would be the awesome. company dime. Fuck yeah! Absolutely, it's been it's been too long since I've. Who do you there. know there? Who do you work with there? Ever? I don't know. I have a I have a rep that knows someone. Oh, there. oh so got we'll it. We'll go in there. It, we sell beer to them. Yeah. And uh, I was just going because I want to go eat there. Yeah, it's fantastic. I think what they've done is a good blend of like restaurant and bar For and sure. melding it together, yep. which a lot of places don't know how to do, but You're they know how to right. do it right. Yeah. So even sitting at a table, you feel almost as though you're you're taken at a bar, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a fun atmosphere. It's so freaking fun. Uh, Second one is my dive bar, Pacific Shores. Uh, If you like mermaids and black lights, everyone looks great in a black light. Take a date there; they look ten times better. All right. So that's my other one. Yeah, put it right in my butthole. Reach in there jostle around. I don't know where I put that. Is uh, it under your nuts? That's no. where mine usually ends up. I don't know where I just put my phone. Hmm. That's all right. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Because uh, oh. I was going to look up that place. What's it called again? Pacific Shores. Uh, one of the oldest bars in San Diego. It's 80 years old this year. And they make some strong drinks. As most dive bars do. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... That's a uh, that's that, that's kind of like uh, the staple of a dive bar, and I always felt like that was the thing that Iguanamax had that made it a little divey was like yes. that we would like get people fucked up. Yes, but everything else was the food right on Newport, on point. right? Yeah, right on Newport. Okay, yeah, tight. Yeah, I don't sell to them. <laughs> well, <laughs> they probably only have Coors Light Time and PBR for a sales call. Yeah. <laughs> We'll check it out. We'll check it out after we go to Noodle House. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, my son took my phone. That's why. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, the mystery is afoot because I just saw you on it. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate it. Appreciate Thank your you, time. Yeah, of course. And until next time, Bobby. Thanks for listening. Cheers.